things out there called Razorbacks and they are nasty creatures. <laughs> no, dude, 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 dude. It gets even worse because we have a furnace that's that like a wood furnace. We're supposed to put wood in there to heat up the house and <laughs> he, we, we have neighbors and they give us wood and everything. Well, it, it snowed pretty hard here the other day and it, everything was so slick and I, long story short, I live with my grandparents and because my mother and my father weren't very good people and Fair enough. I live with my grandparents. So, and by the way, I'm 15, almost almost 15. Um, wow, <laughs> could have fooled me. Almost, almost 15. Anyway, I live with my grandparents, and they're old-fashioned beat hell. Like, they they don't like anything new. Like, they hate anything that has to do with being new. So, they do everything the old-fashioned way. So, they got a wood furnace, and they got a whole... I don't know if you know how much four rat ricks of fucking ricks. Why don't they say racks? Makes much more sense. Anyway, uh, four ricks of wood is like a whole trailer load or whatever. And I don't know. I don't understand, and I don't give a fuck either because I'm not gonna be living here when I get older. But it, but we have to like do that, and then they. My grandpa's got cancer, so he can't like do anything. He can't like get up and go anywhere. He just stays at home, sits down, watches his. Yeah, National Yellowstone, whatever the hell his old Western TV show is. Sir, it's a good show. John Wayne, <laughs> John Wayne, whatever. Anyway, he watches that, and then I gotta Wayne. go outside and unload all that, and then I come back in here. Then I have like an hour and a half worth of chores to do that have to do with chickens and dog shit, and like, this goes on and on, man. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Really, wish you the best, man, to hang in there. <laughs> Bill's character, though. I grew up on a farm uh, in Iowa, so I know the feels. Dude, and I, I, I'm just going to say this right now. I'd rather be fucking growing up on a beach than living on a fucking farm. Hey, that's, that's a fair that's statement. You don't have to your own eggs because you got chickens. I don't care. <laughs> I'd rather spend the extra $4. Or now $4 because they're raising taxes. <laughs> For what? <laughs> what would you what's I fucking know. I, I don't <laughs> I, I just I, 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 I wanted to kick one of the chickens in the face because he, he looked at me the wrong way I wanted to break his neck <laughs> little thing like he listen he okay we were uh, I, I, not we I don't I, okay I have a little <laughs> sister her name is Sharon but she lives with my mom my dad is deceased he died two years ago he OD'd Long story short, he's gone. My sister lives with my mom, so I live by myself with, uh, not by myself, right, but with, with my grandparents, yeah, you know. Yeah. Okay, so there, there's that. And so I have to do everything by myself um, when it comes to work or any type of labor. 
Um, manual labor. Anyway, so um, where was I going with this? <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah, the chicken. Yeah. Okay, so this white chicken, the white, yellow, stained, pea stained, long nose, pigeon toe, built like a toad head, looking ass chicken. He was <laughs> look. He was staring at me, and. I don't know. I guess I tried to, like, make him flinch or whatever. And then he tried to fly at me. So I wanted to, like, kick him. But I just kind of, like, punched him. And he went the other way. <laughs> um, he hit He hit the wall. And then whenever he hit the wall, he just he just kind of laid there for a minute. And I was like, you good? <laughs> so I kind of, like, poked him with my foot. Brad. <laughs> He's still alive. So. Well, I wanted to grab the fucking gun and go out there and just... Blah. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> well, hey, buddy. Bro, I don't like those chickens, man. I've been attacked way too many times. I can sympathize with that. They're nasty. They're just tiny little dinosaurs. You, ever, don't been, give a you fuck. ever been chased by a big rooster? You ever been chased by one? Well, no. Or a turkey? That. <laughs> that's, a little, that's a little rough. You're being eight years old. You're traumatized because of it. You don't like going around chickens. Because <laughs> you're afraid the damn things will chase you. All you have to do is pass by a place and know that he's probably dead somewhere. <laughs> he's dinner. I just grab a big ass rock, and if they fucking get near me, I just chunk it at him. <laughs> this is never well, any more yeah. chicken. <laughs> well, hey, buddy, appreciate it, man. We uh, we just wanted to get on here for a bit, but uh, you take it easy, buddy. Good luck with everything. Yeah, nice meeting, man. Yeah. You too. Later, bro. That was kind of cool. Why do we always get the sad people? <laughs> we really do. We just attract well, in it. fairness, it's not, or we, or we do this, where it's just. Oh my god, she's gonna block his ass, didn't she? No, didn't she? No. Claudia Fascinating. <laughs> It's, Good it's, stuff, it's we, we get the sad people, or we have to deal with that. Just like you guys did this. <laughs> Well, there was a lot less dicks than Omegle. It's true. It's only listener. <laughs> you just hear somebody. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 No. Yeah. That's totally cool. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, that is kind of fun. Ugh. Welcome, everybody. Sorry, I wanted to start the show with that. We found this uh, new app called Stereo. Uh, you can like host your own show and just connect it with random people. It's it's actually pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, it was interesting. That was uh, a gentleman from Arkansas. Yeah, I, uh, I sounded kind of like a pedo when I was like, could have fooled me when he said he was like almost 15. <laughs> but he, yeah, talked, yeah. he talked like he was like 20 or something. Yeah, I was like yeah. really confused. Corona uh, Limes, only 15 year olds. Dude, that kid totally passed the fucking vibe check, though. Oh, yeah. Like, he was cool. just going along with fucking Marcelo's dick sucking thing. That's What's funny the vibe shit. Check? The vibe. Read the room, dude. I don't know how to read. Marcelo opens a conversation about Christian, uh, like, Christian Weekly <laughs> sucking dick, and yeah. most people would be like, so, <laughs> Next, <laughs> we should have advertised the podcast to him a little better. That's true. Yeah, no. Read. The- <laughs> I'm, I'm dyslexic. I can't read. It. <laughs> 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 just started yelling. Fucking. <laughs> we finally got all three of us back in a room together again. Hey, yeah. everybody. Yeah. Um. Before we get into like any real material. I would just like to go on record as saying, hold on, i got to turn off an alarm before it ruins our podcast. I should probably silence mine, too. 
Well, that interrupted the flow of it. Um, <laughs> to Sorry. now former mayor of Colorado City, Texas, Tim Boyd. Oh, shit. Fuck yourself, you cunty little bitch. I hope your wife cucks the shit out of you and you walk in on her taking six dicks at once and she hands you the divorce papers in the middle of that gangbang. That's probably you what I meant. fucking bitch. <laughs> what happened? What did I miss? Oh, this guy. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, give him background story. while I look up the, his full message. This doesn't have to do with background at all. There actually is actually a porn I watched. There's one woman just like, I'm going to tie you up because you cheated on me. And then she brings in like five guys. Oh, Jesus Christ. And he's just like, oh my God. <laughs> this just got sad. Are they for him or her? <laughs> Why not both? <laughs> I hope those are for her. <laughs> He starts looking left and right real shifty. Starts sweating a little bit. <laughs> God, I hope this chair isn't open. So, uh, you know what's going on in Texas right now, right? Yeah, uh, you heard about your home state. Who? That's not his home state. He's from, I mean, from Iowa, Texas. Grew up in Texas, though. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Not really grew up. You spent half I, of high school there. I matured a little bit down there, I guess. It'll wake Did you up you? real quick. <laughs> Did you? No. You related really. to T Boone picking those <laughs> That's Yeah. That shit was so funny. Who fucks T Boone picking? <laughs> anyway. Uh about the snows and shit going yeah, down there. The unprecedented snowstorms in Texas yeah. and all the power outages and stuff like listen, this. Yeah. Listen, sad state of affairs. And if this doesn't show that global warming is a fucking real thing, I don't know what will. Yeah. But these Texans are single handedly carrying TikTok right now. <laughs> With their fucking sense of humor about all this, but but in the end, at the end of the day, yeah. not just this is a severe fucking problem. Not just yeah. that, but the fact that we just a day ago had our first real snowstorm of the winter. Yeah. Uh yeah. Well, yeah. No, because any other time it snowed before that, the snow was literally so dry it looked like fake snow. This looked like real snow coming down. Hey, that's true, because for sure, here, we used to get them starting in October. I remember yeah. uh, almost every Halloween growing up having yeah. to wear a fucking jacket, because it was probably snowing. Same, oh, raining. Yeah. That turned into snow. Yes, yeah, sleet. It <laughs> used to be like six months out of the year it snowed here. Uh-huh. So, going back to the main reason why I went on that rant, uh, Tim Boyd was is now the former mayor of Colorado City, Texas. Mm-hmm. Who posted, I believe, on Facebook, because I don't see anything Twitter-related. Listen to this bullshit (laughs) fucking statement. Yeah. Let me hurt some feelings while I have a minute. He was still mayor when he wrote this. No one owes you or your family anything, nor is it the local government's responsibility to support you during trying times like this. Sink or swim, it's your choice. The city and county, along with power providers or any other service, owes you nothing. I'm sick and tired of people looking for a damn handout. If you don't have electricity, you step up and come up with a game plan to keep your family warm and safe. If you have no water, you deal without and think outside the box to survive and supply water to your family. If you are sitting at home in the cold because you have no power and are sitting there waiting for someone to come rescue you because your la- your lazy is direct result of your raising. Wow, that whew, dude needs fucking spell and grammar check. Only the strong will survive and the weak will perish. Folks, God has given us the tools to support ourselves in times like this. This is sadly a product of a socialist government where they feed people to believe that the few will work and others will become dependent for handouts. 
Am I sorry that you have been dealing without electricity and water? Yes. But I'll be damned if I'm going to provide for anyone that is capable of doing it themselves. We have lost sight of those in need and those that take advantage of the system and mesh them into one group. Bottom line, quit crying and looking for a handout. Get off your ass and take care of your own family. Bottom line, don't a part of problem be a part of the solution. Why can't you That's buy? a former mayor, right? He resigned <laughs> after posting this because of fucking the idiots. amount of shit yeah. he got for it. And I, I His that, wife that got fired because of it. Yeah. Good. Good. That's horseshit. Yeah. What Bottom a kind. That's just fucking horseshit. People Cruz. have died because of the, Oh, yeah. Fucking old Teddy Cruz. Like, oh, what's that? Most of Texas has lost power. Gonna fly my family to Cancun. Yeah. Stay at the Ritz-Carlton out there. I yeah, did read that on Reddit. To, and then he denied it going or whatever. He said, I, I was just taking them down there, dropping them off. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you had to fly his family south for the winter. Come on. He's making sure his family's safe. You guys don't have empathy? <laughs> About as much empathy for him as I did for Mayor Hancock after he was like, don't oh, travel for Thanksgiving. Oh, get, getting out of here. Sleep. <laughs> I was talking to my wife friend. Literally, as he posted that, you could just hear on the intercom, not boarding for playing. Like, as soon as he's like, send <laughs> oh, oh, fuck. Yeah, man. sorry. I know I, d- I, I usually try to abstain from politics. But there's like, I don't mind serious ignore. topics, but I try to avoid politics as often as sure, possible. Sure, sure, sure. But that is unexcusable. Yeah. Fuck that guy. He should not be in a position of power if you right. like that. And like, I don't sin- wish death on the guy. I just hope he walks in on five of those lazy people he was talking about banging his fucking wife. Yeah. And again, it's also like with the insurrection and shit. There's some things too big we just can't ignore. Yeah. Which, uh, fuck me, man. And then, who was it? Uh, what's the fucking guy with one eye? Looks like Solid Snake, Dan, whatever the fuck. Oh, the oh, Republican yeah, he's dude. He's still, like, o- trying to own the libs. And just, like, listen, it was, the gr- it was a green deal, and it was some, like, representative from New York who's trying to fucking push shit on Texas. It's like, no, it's not because of that. It's because you fucking run... You privatized your power grid, cut it off from the rest of the country so you could cut costs and avoid safety regulations. Run it more than, like, run, like, what was it, 85% of their thing on, like, gas and coal? And Mm -hmm. it's like, Jesus Christ. Mm. And then, like, I saw something that was saying that people's power bills are as high as 10 grand. I'm going to have to find that. Wait, what? Yeah, I've been seeing a lot of people, though, on Texas where they're like, help us. Like, I didn't realize, it just never occurred to me that, like, houses in a place like Texas aren't built with insulation. They're not, no, because you don't, yeah. You don't need it. You don't need it. Those houses would be sweltering if they had the kind of insulation a Colorado house does. Oh, absolutely. You'd die of heat stroke. (laughs) (laughs) And that's with the AC on. Yeah, exactly. It's fucking 90 degrees in here. So, this is from... Dallas Morning News says gritty customers face $5,000 electric bills for five freezing days in Texas. Uh, let's see. In, a de- in our deregulated market, gritty and some other power suppliers charge customers wholesale variable rates. Those plans are relatively new and left customers frustrated after the storm. Uh, some Texans are facing yet another crisis. How to pay enormous electric bills. Uh, let's see. They sell unusual plan. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, Karen Cosby said her house is 5000 for usage since Saturday at her 2,700 square foot in Rockwall. DeAndre Upshaw of Dallas said his electric bill for his 900 square foot two-story townhouse was also 5000 Uh, Yeah, it said... Uh, 
Other customers expressed frustration with similar bills. The power supplier that told its 29,000 customers on Saturday after spot electricity prices soared to quickly shift out of its network to find a new supplier. Those spot prices hit 9,000 per megawatt hour. That means $9 for a kilowatt hour that usually costs Cosby around 7 cents and sometimes as little as 2 cents. That's fucking horrifying. Yeah. The, you know, uh, the Electric Reliability Council of Texas, or ERCOT, set a cap of 9000 per megawatt hour as an incentive to electricity suppliers to add natural gas fired generating capacities. And blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, uh, pff, fuck that. If there were riots in Texas once all that snow melts, I, I wouldn't be surprised, nor... Would I be all that mad about it? These guys are getting really fucked, and if anybody was going to riot, that yeah, people have literally died because it was too cold. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, that's it's, fucked. It's really fucked. Sorry to uh, begin the podcast on such a downer. I almost said end, like that was just gonna be <laughs> yeah, that's it. The podcast. All right, we'll see you later. <laughs> we'll get to birdemic eventually, dude. That is a uh, not to not, not to jump subject, but. Uh, that's one of my favorite half in the bags. Uh, is there they do a review of a, um, was it movie forty three? Oh yeah, where they're just riffing and making up stupid fucking like. Have you seen it? I've seen uh, movie forty three, but I haven't uh, seen Red Letter. Dude, watch it because it. it's the host it's an Mikey older J. one, but it's so funny. They're going back and forth making up skits for the movie, mm-hmm. or like they're reviewing the movie, saying these skits out loud like they happened in the movie, but they're just trying to make each other fucking break, and. The last thing uh, Jay said was, uh, yeah, I just thought it was a weird note to end the movie on 10, un- ton- <laughs> 10, un- <laughs> fuck me, I can't finish it. because <laughs> Oh yeah, was it like 10 unedited minutes of silence? No, 10, un- <laughs> 10 minutes of news footage from 9-11. <laughs> fucking, that's the first time I've ever seen Mike just fucking genuinely break. <laughs> the man's a deranged individual and I love him for it. I was going to bring them up, and I'll bring them up later in the Birdemic review, because I do want to, I have something to compare for Birdemic, and it kind of is a little broader topic, so I'm going to wait till we get to that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. okay. And then I also want to bring up the story. Uh, I told Mike about it, but I was telling you, Tyler, we were close to actually sponsoring a women's wrestling show, but something's going on with my PayPal account and my bank account, so I don't know. Not No money's been taken out, but for some reason, like, my bank account isn't connecting, and <laughs> something weird is just going on, so I can't do anything till Monday, and this was yesterday was, like, the last day. Huh. But we were, we were this close to having... Beers, bones, and battle axes sponsor a women's wrestling pay per view. <laughs> you know what? That I would have been fucking all sweet. about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we would have promoted the shit. Out of okay, it. but I, but you know, maybe next time because they're for sure probably gonna have more shows. So, yeah. Uh, more than anything, I already have the contact set up and would just say like, hey, uh, just happened like this. And what also happened was when I first this is what I think happened. I sent the money first to a to. Uh, some PayPal account that they had, and it was it was mis uh, misdone. It wasn't the right PayPal account. Mm-hmm. So then I had to cancel it, get a refund, and then when I tried to do it to the correct one, that's when PayPal was screaming. me. Oh. Yeah. So I'm hoping it will get fixed by Monday, but fingers crossed. Yeah, fingers crossed. And you know, if not, it is what it is. And, yeah. But for there's sure, there's always the next one. Exactly. And I think we're gonna have other stuff to like get our podcast out there and when is the pay-per-view supposed to be uh next month on march uh 19th i think well we should still talk about it then for sure for sure yeah i'll still i'll still promote it and stuff because 
it's uh, I love wrestling. I promote wrestling. I brought the belt, so when we have, uh, I saw that. <laughs> yeah, when we, whenever you guys have guests or if you guys want to pose with it, and you're in the studio, it's like there it is, and it's a little momentum. We'll make it like a Joe Rogan thing. Exactly. Like they always yeah. pose with that flame tear or whatever. We'll just or the belt dog. We question the dog, yeah. sense. Yeah. <laughs> I can't stand his fucking show. Now I'm sorry. Uh, no, I used to love. It. I used to be a Joe Brogan, but now I. Yeah, I just watch the clips on YouTube anymore. Uh, he's just—he he seems like—I really lost a lot of respect with him with this COVID shit. Because uh, last year when everything was going down, he uh, was at first freaked out. Like he admitted to one of the podcasts, he was freaked out. Like he was worried about his kids, his wife, which is understandable. We were all freaking the fuck out. Oh yeah. But then as it got like later in the year, he's like, "Fuck COVID, fuck that, all this shit." I'm like, "Dude, what? Like, you can't have a platform that huge and be like." People listen to that shit. That's how Trump is so fucking popular. So, right. like, <laughs> yeah. And then there's that clip though. Of Bill Burr absolutely shutting his shit down, which is hilarious. Oh yeah. That's yeah. That's when yeah. I was like, I don't know if I trust. See, but I, I just, I for know, me, I don't know Joe Rogan anymore. It like there was a time where I'd just watch every episode that came out because I was all about it. Yeah. Now it's got to be like Bill Burr or. Dave Chappelle, because right. him yeah. and Donnell Rollins did one with him recently. Yeah. yeah, I still like. Yeah, I like. I like his input on comedy and stuff because at the end of the day, he also is a stand-up comedian too. So I like it when he riffs with and, like the big dogs like that. But and that's actually when I start listening to him was when he was interviewing Amy Schumer because mm-hmm. he was actually all about Mencia and he had that whole documentary of going after Mencia and joke stealing. Yeah. And then when accusations came up against Amy Schumer, he didn't, I don't think he even touched it. Really? Or he barely did. And I think that was when I lost like any... Uh, he's been known to softball people because yeah. they're friends of his and stuff like it, that. So he likes to softball and with shit exactly. like that. And this was when she was going to like the height of her fame. But yeah, mm-hmm. it was still like everybody was fucking talking about well, and part of it might even be too because Joe was always kind of known which way the wind blows socially his own, yeah. yeah and he's like if, if I jump down her throat like this like that just opens a door for all the like the extremes of the left to be like oh you're a woman hater and burka burka bar and all this shit yeah and there were just heavy accusations and like Oh, there's a 15-minute video proving on you. Oh, yeah, all the shit she stole from Mad TV alone. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and there's there's that, and then there's actually two more 15-minute ones. (laughs) But, yeah, it's like, those are big things to just put to the wayside or just like, so you didn't do it, right? Yeah, okay, all right. (laughs) All right. (laughs) A three-hour fucking show. The only only stand-up comedian that I still respect that's ever been caught stealing jokes is Robin Williams. True. And that's because... He a admitted it. Uh, he paid the people he stole jokes from. Yeah, and he also admitted he was like, "Yeah, I was doing a lot of coke when I was stealing those jokes." Like, so half the time I didn't even realize. Like, I just heard somebody the other night doing that joke because I was fucking doing rails as big as my fucking forearm. <laughs> <laughs> Christ, it's a lot of hair. Uh, I gotta respect uh, uh, Dan Cook from back in the day because he did that joke about the itchy asshole, and then. Everybody accused him of stealing Louis C.K. joke about itchy assholes. Oh, and then he went on. He won Louis. Louis, yeah, and the, I, I, I respect people who do that shit. Yeah, I, I kind of feel bad for him because a, he looks fucking terrible now. He got mm-hmm. Botox and shit, but I thought it was like uh, coke bloat or some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, dude, right? You know who also looks like that? <laughs> he looks like a fucking drunk with a kidney. <laughs> yeah. Nick Swartzen looks like that nowadays too. Yes, like he looks like. Obviously, he'll never be as. Big as Chris Farley, size-wise, yeah. but he looks like Chris Farley, like, during 
almost heroes. Yeah. Just like on that last leg before. Right. That's just sad. Yeah. And then with Dane Cook, too, I think it's just more. It's sad because, like, he sold out the garden in that. And then fucking. Oh, yeah. And then just, like, such a huge downward spiral to where it looks like. From what I recall, I don't think he even gets like a thousand listeners or something onto his podcast or like any shows now or some shit like that. Oof, it's sad. Yeah, that is rough. I, he, okay. I, I never really. No, he has definitely an acquired taste for sure. Yeah, yeah. he was never my cup of tea. I never like hated him. I liked the co- like the movie roles he did and stuff like that. Yeah, like that movie with Dax Shepard that's in like a oh, Costco. Play of the month. Oh, yeah. that's a good movie. That, that Brandon's already sprinting over. <laughs> that's like one and, of his favorite fucking movies. And uh, Mr. Brooks, he's getting with yeah. Kevin Costner. I didn't see that one. I oh. but yeah, I always he, preferred him more of a, as an actor than a, a stand-up. He was always a little too hyper for me on stage. Yeah. I, I liked his early stuff <laughs> be, just because it felt new. Uh, the Comedy Central and then the... Uh, oh, that special where he's like in that black tank and yeah. he's just all over the fucking place. Yeah. His hair slicked back. Yeah, I thought that was great. <laughs> yeah, the, I remember uh, that one. The one with the van, I forget what it's called, Retribution or something like that or uh, Retaliation or some Retaliation, shit. I think that's the one. Something, yeah. And then uh, Torgasm was okay, but... It mostly was carried by the other guys. Yeah. He had such a steep drop-off, though. Yeah. Like, he was the hottest shit, and then he just kind of disappeared entirely. Yeah. And it's weird, too, because he just he started, like, being, like, later family guy to where, like, he found that niche so hard and then just kind of, like, stood on that. So right. Long. He's really like, I'm comfortable here. I'm just going to stay right where I am. Because, yeah. like, his earlier jokes kind of had a payoff. Like, uh... When he's like acting like a fucking uh, velociraptor in the New York subway, it's like it's hilarious. But that's, that's the payoff of the joke. Yeah. Like the Burger King uh, drive-through in the pickles. Again, that's the payoff. But then later, like fucking vicious circles, what I bring up because that's kind of his height and the fucking garden and shit. And he brought up something of oh, I'm trying to remember how the joke goes. It, he's like this girl comes in to like report something to a cop. And then he went off on, like, a tangent of, he's like, it's like a fucking Halo 3, uh, boom, headshot kill. And you're like, this makes no fucking sense as a joke, bro. If I can find it, I'll play it on the, when we go to break. Structure, Dave. Structure. Yeah, exactly. It, it felt very filler, or it felt like nothing but setups. And then I could, yeah. Okay, I could see that. Yeah. It's been a long time since I've seen that one, but. Yeah, like, there was no payoff to any jokes. Like, it I do just remember, felt weird. I vaguely remember that Halo 3 one. God damn it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you're like, people like this? People, what happened to you? I want to yeah. Bill Burr's stand-up special. It's been too long, even though Paper Tiger's only like two years old at this point. <laughs> I still need to watch that one. It's really good. I don't think I watched Slack everything. He's, he's mellowed out a bit in his older age, especially now that he's got a kid and everything, but he, he's still the second best comedian working today. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's up there for sure. First one's Bill Cosby. <laughs> uh, My buddy still believes that Cosby didn't do it. <laughs> I love Cosby. this guy, and I'm like, come on, buddy. Uh, I don't know if I sent it to you, Marcel. I know I did to you, Tyler, but South Park announced a new special coming out on March 10th. What? I didn't know that. Yep. And it's a pandemic excited, special. They're, they're just teasing my cock at this point. Oh, okay. It's, it, no, it's called the quarantine special. Oh, gotcha. And it's all it's going to be about uh, the boys getting vaccinated it looks like. Nice. I'm um, okay. I'm, I'm excited about it. Cuz the pandemic special was actually pretty good. Oh, I loved it. But 
God, I saw, I went to the post on Instagram when it popped up on there and on Facebook, and the comment section was nothing but people being like, go back to the boys, Randy's fucking boring, we're tired of Tegrity Farms. And I'm just like, you uncultured swine. <laughs> Randy has the, become the cornerstone of that show. And also... You don't tell Matt Stone and Trey Parker what to fucking do. They've built their entire career on doing whatever they the don't fuck care. they want. They don't yeah. give a fuck. Yeah. Oh, I know they don't, <laughs> they give, don't a give a fuck. And that's why they're my idols. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's why I love the show, because I remember I rewatched like the whole series one night. Not one night, but you know, throughout a while. But it went from just being about these kids growing up to just dealing with the problems we have today. And like I love the hell out of it. Oh, mm-hmm. just like the social commentary and all that? Yeah, yeah. exactly. All those... Going back to those first, like, three seasons can be kind of rough because they follow such a... I think I learned today, blah, 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 blah. A sitcom format of, like, safe themes and stuff like that, just with a foul mouth twist to it. Sure. And then they kind of found their footing, and they're like, just just do whatever the fuck we want, bro. (laughs) Right. And the social commentary is, like, their strong suit, and they do it so fucking well. They do. And I'm glad they found their footing with it, as opposed to doing, like, The Simpsons of... Where we're just going to recycle things and hire new writers. Yeah, exactly. The fact that Trey has written every single episode of that series, essentially, by himself, is just a testament to the fucking genius that man is. I agree, yeah. For sure. Fucking, yeah. (laughs) And the work ethic that those two guys have. Like, if you watch the... I believe it's Team America World Police special features. They were talking about how when they were making that movie, in between, like when they were setting up for different shots and stuff like that, which you know on a professional film set, that can take like 45 minutes to an hour to set up just one shot. They had a van parked outside the soundstage they were working on that had a whole ass avid editing suite in it. Oh. So they could edit South Park when they weren't directing the movie. No okay. shit. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> because they were filming it in the middle of a season, and that was... They weren't quite at a week to making an episode yet. I think it was... That was still around the time where they were putting out, like, 22 episodes a season. So they were still doing, like, a couple months in advance. Right. That's also uh, what Kevin Smith did for Clerks 2. They would film at that movies across the street, and then all the stuff they filmed, they would sleep at the hotel across the street and edit during the night, like right after the shooting was done. Oh, nice! And it was like they'd get like four hour, four to five hours of sleep, I think, at night. Get up six a.m. Got to go and shoot all day. Keep going until everything was done. I love Kevin Smith, but he is one of those directors. Uh, he's just become too much of a social media presence for me. Yeah. That I have to actively distance myself from him from time to time because I can, he gets on my nerves after a while. He... Because uh, some of his opinions just, like, grind my gears. Like what? You don't uh, like the whole marijuana thing? Oh, clearly that's not <laughs> what I <mean>. <laughs> <laughs> No, just... I, it's too much of a weekend. I... Not to interrupt, but I distance myself from him for... Because he he's too soft on comic book movies these days. I feel like a guy like him could oh, yeah, I agree with that. vocally speak on how shitty these movies are 
And he's just like, oh, I cried during it, man. It's like, Kevin, no, it was a shit movie. Yeah, like, he even had good things to say about Justice League, which, let's yeah. face, there's nothing good to say about that movie. It's like, as a it's filmmaker a and a comic book lover, yeah. come on, man, you, you're allowed to shit on it's these directors. It's because he makes money off all these people. Well, I know, and I, I don't like that. I, I, see, I it's stuff like that, but then also the fact that he spent, like, the better part of five years just complaining about Bruce Willis after he made Cop Out. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah, that it's, shit. It's like, come on, Kevin, grow the fuck up a little bit. <laughs> I mean... In fairness, everybody kept asking him about it. Well, yeah, he but... He only bring it up if he was asked about it. Yeah, but you know he'd also then rant about it for an hour after yeah. somebody asked him about well, it. In, f- in fairness, that's just him. Because he, yeah, that, he is just a long-winded guy. Because the evening with uh, Kevin Smith's are great. But I yeah, did go to one of those. Oh, I'm jealous. At the Comedy oh, Works, man. Too. Yeah, too Fast awesome. to Fly was a really great special of his too. Yeah, he's, he's a masterclass storyteller. I, that's oh, yeah. I don't know. Awesome. These days, it's mainly I just get tired of hearing him go on about being vegan all the time. I agree with that. I <laughs> he does bring up the heart attack at least once a week, sure. <laughs> yeah. It's like, we get it. You survived. You're in a much better place now. We're proud of you. But I, I still love the guy. He's he's still... Yeah. His he, movies are... He's one of my favorite directors still. Like His movies just... Oh, they, I, they, I agree with you on that. my balls. I don't know. Maybe I'm just... I get tired of seeing I, him every week on Fat Man Beyond. I'm like... Make another movie. Give us fucking Moose Jaws, finally. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I wish you would, but he's probably making Bang Off the podcast. Or oh, I know he is. Shows. I know I, he is. It's just, it sucks, because, like, he was on such a roll. Yeah. Fucking Clerks, Chasing Amy, Mallrats, yeah. Jay and Silence, Bob Strike Back. And I know people hate on Jersey Girl, but I like that movie. I like I've it, never man. actually seen it, to be honest. Oh, dude, it's, it, it's a basic-ass romantic comedy, but right. it's done well. And Tusk. Like, I fucking love Tusk. Oh. I like Tusk. That is it's one of the more disturbing the movies the I've what? seen, though. I, I like Tusk. I felt like the first half was done so well. It like, was. And then they introduced Johnny Depp, and then you're like, what the fuck's going on? This that was when I had a problem. Yeah. And then it, when the uh, the villain... Spoilers, so you can just skip ahead for like a minute or two. <laughs> but when he fucking dresses up in the Tusk thing and has a Tusk... Like, has a fight with him in the Tusk outfit. I love it that. It got goofy as I fuck. I loved it. And I was like... <laughs> When it's just, it was so good until When it was Justin point. Long and I forgot his name. When it's him, when it's those two together, that's what is a master class. I Michael, think, Michael Parks. Yeah, my, there, he's I great. think uh, as far as his foray into horror, though, Red State's his crowning achievement. Red State is a really good was That was uh, him again, Michael, yeah. uh, Michael yeah, Park. Michael Park yeah. uh, Red State was good, I felt, until the end. I felt like the end copped out a bit. I felt like I the, thought the ending was fucking hilarious. I know, I thought the rapture was going to happen. That. Oh, like, I he said he originally wanted it to happen. Yeah. He didn't have the budget to make it happen. Which That's makes it... Sucks. I thought it made it better. I'm sorry. Oh. Just them fucking... It was a good movie. I love that shit. I, I think, you know, besides actually doing the rapture, that's the best way you can end it is like, yeah, some hippies decided to fuck with them. And we're oh, yeah. Spoilers the for End of Red State. Yeah, these... It's... it's uh, this was back when... Uh, who was it? That uh, weird church. Um, it was uh, that Westboro family. Baptist. Yeah, Westboro Baptist Church. When they were at like the height of their assholery. dead soldiers yeah. and shit like that. And protesting everything. They, they were making fun of those guys. And these and also the Jonestown Massacre. Yeah. yeah. And Waco. Yeah. And all that weird religious I just, shit. I just remember really liking it. And I think it's more because... And this is my problem with some... With like a lot of movies I find... Is it ends at that climax? Yeah, and I yeah. think that was my problem with it is because like it it did that, 
And then when you're just like, when all that happens, all the shit that's happened that's kind of going to it and everything that's been leading up to it, there's no payoff except one guy telling you it, and then the movie ends. Right, uh, and yeah. That, that's I, my problem. And that's where kind of like Kevin Smith is a lot like uh, Jordan Peele, director, yeah. directorial-wise, because it's like they have these great philosophical ideas, but they just the don't idea, know how to execute them. Yeah, the idea yeah. gets away from them. It gets yeah. like a little too big yeah. for them to handle. Exactly. Yeah. Which is what exactly which, what Tusk was, but I still love that movie. I fucking... Which that's how Us was, yeah. But yeah. I thought Get Out was great. Oh, I love oh, Get Out. Get Absolutely. Great, yeah. Get Out's a perfect horror film, in my opinion. Yeah. It is terrific, yeah. Um, I wish... I wish somebody would kill Harvey Weinstein so Kevin could get the fucking rights to Dogma back and we could finally get a Blu-ray of that movie. Oh, yes. <laughs> that's his, that. as far as his comedies go, that's his crowning achievement in my opinion. That is a great movie. Oh, oh, I mean the movie. I thought you were talking about that time he told Weinstein to shut the fuck up. No, that's hilarious. <laughs> that's a great story. No, yeah. Uh, I wish there was like even a sequel to Dogma. Weren't they going to make one? I, I think so, were, yeah. but the, the rights issues. Also, isn't he... Um, did it make a DC movie, if I recall? Um, I don't talks? know. I, I don't think so. I know he's directed some of the Arrowverse stuff, like for CW. Yeah. But I've seen many a podcast of his where he's like, you don't want to put a superhero movie in my hands. I'm not that guy. Like Which I, I respect. I can't yeah. handle a big production like that. Yeah. Like, you want me to put a camera in front of people and just let them talk, I can do that. <laughs> and it sucks because he can. I mean... Cop Out was very basic, but I kind of blame that on the script. Yeah. And also, like, it felt like he didn't, he had enough money now and he was just nervous because he didn't know what the hell to do. Oh, and it was his first, like, 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 real big studio Blockbuster, yeah. I think chemistry-wise, I get what they were going for, but you can't have Tracy Morgan and Bruce Willis as the leads. That just, there's no way that's going to work. Yeah, no, they're just Bruce does not have the comedic chops. Like, at all. But he can be really funny when he wants to. He can't. Well, the fucking Fifth Element, case in point. Like, his dry sense of humor, like, that would work. But Bruce has just stopped caring about shit. And Tracy's so over the top that... Yeah. And Moonrise Kingdom, he actually was really good in. Moonrise Kingdom. A Wes Anderson movie. Uh, These two kids who are in summer camp and they run away. I need to see more Wes Anderson films. I'm sorely lacking in that department. Best movie. Oh, it's kind of a tie between uh, three movies. Royal Tenenbaums, because, like, it just feels so heartfelt, and it's, like, a disconnected family movie. Yeah. Uh, Bottle Rocket, which is fucking fantastic. I haven't seen that one. Uh, Owen Wilson, Luke Wilson, and they're, like, they're trying to, like, rob uh, some factory. Oh. It's really fucking good. And then, um, and it's done in that goofy kind of Wes Anderson way. Sure. And then uh, Grand Budapest Hotel. Just that was a one. I did see yeah. that Yeah. <laughs> like, that's his, like, perfect movie, because it, it had enough to where it drew everybody in who loves Wes Anderson style, and it had everything else of it didn't overdo it to where everything. people who are on the fence can still enjoy it. Yeah, and story wise, and just visually, fuck yeah. that movie looks amazing. I I compare that one to uh, Scorsese's uh, Hugo. Oh yeah, because it's yeah, like it's like two directors making movies for movies fans. You yeah, know? yeah. that's kind of how it felt like Grand Budapest Hotel. Yeah. And it's better then, than... Uh, and Isle of Dogs is actually pretty good. I was going to bring that up, because yeah. I really enjoyed that movie. That was. Is Fantastic Mr. Fox a Wes Anderson film? Yes, that's yes. another one. Yeah. It's uh, all right. I didn't like the animation for it. I, I don't know. I, I'm really weird about <laughs> Sir, that. you call yourself a movie lover. 
I'm really weird about animation. Like, if, if the style is not aesthetically pleasing to me, it makes it really hard for me to enjoy it, no matter, like, what kind of story they're telling. Mm. It, it makes sense, especially if you have burnout from digital stuff. Like, CGI. Oh, yeah. Me, personally, like, I don't mind it so long as the CGI plays a part, and it's not in the actual story, um, and it's not, like... I don't want to say overdone, because obviously a lot of shit can be overdone. But to where CGI shit is in there just to be CGI. Right. That's when I hate it. Yeah. Like the Star Wars re-releases from the 90s. Like, yeah, look what was... I can do with a computer now. <laughs> that was, exactly. That was too much burnout. I was like, oh, I'm good. Remember those countless hours people spent on the job of the hut makeup? Well, <laughs> fuck them. <laughs> fuck them. <laughs> yeah. Look fuck at this Henson hideous blob of computer degeneracy. Wasn't, wasn't Jabba and like most of the puppets done by Jim Henson? Yes. Was it Henson? I believe on so. Star Wars. Henson had his hands in fucking everything. Well, uh, wait, wasn't it? I thought it was like uh, Stan. Stan Winston. Uh, Stan, was it? I think it was Winston. Mm-hmm. I don't know Star if Wars. Winston worked on the Star Wars. But it might have been Stan Winston Studios. Could have been. Oh, 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 you should look that up. Because yeah. I don't know, like that little pet that sits in Jabba's lap, the cackling thing that it looks like shots. a Jim Henson. And, and, yeah. And, yeah, and it probably well, plus, uh, Henson, Henson Studios worked a lot with Industrial Light and Magic. Yeah, and Frank Oz is Yoda, so that's yeah, kind exactly. of that would be that'd be we're going with, with uh, Stan Winston Studios guys. <laughs> uh, we got Frank Oz here. We, we have Jim Henson right here. In the d- <laughs> we headhunted Frank Oz from yeah. the Muppets. <laughs> Kermit's in our, our literal share. Like in our movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's in our movie. I don't know what you want us to do. Oh, Tyler, I, w- I want to tell you this joke because I was telling it to Marcello. They added uh, all five seasons of The Muppet Show on Disney+. Plus. Uh-huh. And I was watching the first episode, and the guest star for that is Rita Moreno. She's an actress from, like, the 60s and the 70s. Okay. The first sketch is her in a bar dancing with a man in a Muppet suit. So it's a full-grown Muppet, looks like a Frenchman, and they're, like, beating the shit out of each other in this bar. <laughs> like, she's smashing shot glasses over his head. He fucking cold cocks her. And then they do a really nice piece of editing where they swap out dude for just, like, one of those stunt dummies that you can throw around. Uh-huh. And she throws that into the crowd. And I texted Will, because Will's the big Muppets fan in our friend group. Yeah. I was like, I can just see it now. Hashtag cancel the Muppets. Domestic violence is never funny. <laughs> I was like, I'm just, and I was only half sarcastic when I was saying it, because I know there's somebody out there who's going to be like... I'm offended by that. <laughs> Even though it's just like three stooges slapstick. True, true. Can I can oh. I say the actual Three Stooges movie came in twenty twelve? Not bad. Yeah. I actually just watched that last Will week. Sasso, oh, you guys. Will yeah. Sasso is Curly. phenomenal. Yes. Who played and, the other two though? I can't remember. Uh, Sean the guy from Will and Grace yeah, Sean Larry. Hayes. Sean Hayes and I don't and, know the main uh, guy. I oh, forgot his fuck. name. Yeah. That guy should have gotten an Oscar. Plus, he did a dead-on impression. Oh, my fucking yeah. God. Like, Curly, uh, Curly's easy to do. He but is. just, like, Moe and Larry. But to Who the look, fuck does a good Moe and Larry? But to look that much like Curly yeah. and have that impression down is nuts. And, yeah, I think and, that and movie like, did a good job of adapting that style of humor to a modern setting. Yeah. It didn't and, feel forced. And they got all of the jokes from, like, everything, which I love because... Whenever, like, the boobs are hit or something, you just hear, like, a honk-honk. <laughs> or, like, burr. <laughs> it's uh, so great. Like, they got all that little intricate details. Oh, yeah. And it was just for... And fucking... 
one of the hardest times I laughed was, uh, what was it, fucking Mo on Jersey Shore? <laughs> Just yes. decimating the cast? Like, yeah. that is the best thing ever. <laughs> on paper, it's a time. stupid fucking joke, but it did yeah. work. It oh, did. yeah. I think just because everybody wants to see those fucking Jersey gremlins <laughs> beat the fuck up. True. And since we're talking about movies right now, everybody here's seen the Red Band trailer from Mortal Kombat, right? Oh, absolutely. Oh my, when we go to break, I, you're going to watch it. I have kind of just stopped watching trailers. That's good. It's I have good. a bad habit of No, but this, this is... I wouldn't watch any more trailers that come out for it. Just watch this one, because it will give you the sense of the type of movie they're going for. And okay. this is... These guys care. I, this yeah. is the, no. This yeah. is the video like, game brought to life. Like, yeah. This looks like it was made by fans. Yeah, for sure. I, yeah. You know, it's just weird because I've just been going in blind to like everything now. It's so much better I that way. Really I, is, I find yeah. myself enjoying movies more that way because yeah. I don't have expectations. Because I saw uh, what was it, Nomadland on Thursday with my one buddy uh, Alex. Went to the draft house and uh, it's a good movie. Uh, all I knew was just like Frances McDormand and she had to pack up her shit and leave. She's great in pretty much anything she does. Agreed. Did you uh, find out the answer to our question? I couldn't. I it was t- taking me down weird rabbit holes. <laughs> but I just I googled Jim. Uh, uh not Jim. Uh, Stan Winston, Star Wars. He didn't have anything to do with the movie, so it wasn't him. But he did. <laughs> That's why I got one like oh, <laughs> Michael's gonna love this. He did. <laughs> The uh, Chewbacca suit for the Star Wars Holiday Special. That's a that's a Stan oh. Winston design. <laughs> oh, no. Wait, did he design all the Wookiees or just Chewie? Just Chewie. Okay, well, Chewie looks okay in that movie. <laughs> or that abomination. This Christmas, we should watch the Star Wars Holiday Special and the Lego Star Wars Holiday I'd Special. I'd like to see it, because I've heard everybody talk about it, and okay. I've never seen it. So, I'll tell you this. Two-thirds of that movie is Wookiees talking to other Wookiees. And if you see Star Wars, you know they don't use subtitles for Chewbacca. You're just supposed to know what he says based on the replies of the other characters. For which one? The Holiday Special? No, for any of the Star Wars movies. They don't do subtitles for Chewbacca. Right, right, because because for the audience's sake, it's And so the Star Wars Holiday Special, it's two-thirds of just Wookiees talking to each other. With no and, subtitles. And who the fuck is the guy? It's like, whisk, 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 whisk. Is that Harvey? Harvey, uh, Harvey Gorman. Yeah. Fuck, you know. It's, it's so bad. There's like a ballerina in it for some reason. Also, we're, we're all wrong. It's John Dykstra for the special effects. I don't know who that is. Oh, uh, he runs ILM. Okay, so uh, it yeah, was Industrial special, Light and Magic. Yeah, special oh, effects designer. Fuck. So Industrial yeah. Lights and Magic, yeah. Okay. Which is just a uh, Lucasfilm-owned yeah. effects company. Yeah, which we, I mean... Gotcha, gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. Uh, we would have never gotten it. No. Uh, I don't know if we ever... Uh, we might have brought this up in a text message or something like that, but I know going forward, because uh, I think EA lost their exclusivity deal with Star Wars. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. so they're coming out with Lucasfilm games? Yes. Why not just bring LucasArts back? The oh. company that made <laughs> those it, games for 20 like some, fucking years. Isn't there some copyright issue with LucasArts? Because LucasArts is owned by EA? Is it? Owned so. by EA? And what's horseshit about yeah. all that? Because they released, if I recall, like Grim Fandango and all that shit, right? And I, that's all run by EA. Really? Uh, old game from 98. It's like a point and click. Oh. And uh, Escape from Monkey Island. Oh, I know. I remember those yeah, games. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He, uh, yeah. If I recall, I think EA actually owns LucasArts, but they just retired it. Huh. 
Damn it, EA, they're always fucking ruining well, everything. Well, bullshit is, uh, back when that all went down, when Lucas uh, Arts was selling Star Wars properties, it wasn't just EA that bought them. There were other companies. But every other every other one of those companies since then has either been closed or bought, bought by, by EA. EA yeah. So I'm like, you bitches. Because mm-hmm. Visceral was actually going to do a Star Wars game. And those guys did fucking uh, Dead Space Dead and Space. Dante's yeah. Inferno. Yep. Are they going to do 1313? Yeah, that was them. That was a Visceral oh, game. Oh, that looks so yep. good. <laughs> Wasn't yep. it like 80% or 90%? Mm-hmm. No. And then oh, they wow. fucking closed down. It's like, wow. They okay. didn't close down. EA bought them, didn't they? Oh, yeah. that That's what happened. I'd be for if. But I thought another one was like THQ or not THQ, but like Deep Silver or one of them. But I can't. That was like 2012 or something like that. I'd be for if they brought back the MMO uh, Galaxies, Star Wars Galaxies instead of. uh, Wow, what was the one they came out with? It was the Old Republic, right? Yeah, because they were trying to they were trying to make an MMO that could capitalize on the success of Knights of the Old Republic. It was Bioware. I remember like. And it was ass. Yeah, Evan tried to get me into it. Well, I thought it was ass because I played it when it first came out, which means I had to pay the full 60 bucks plus subscription. So did our buddy Josh. He got, like, the special edition with... I think he has, like, the... Uh, the fucking figurine and all that shit because he was so hyped and then I think it was less than a year later they are like free to play. <laughs> That's such a dick move. Yeah, they went the anthem. <laughs> the anthem <laughs> what the fuck's an anthem? <laughs> I haven't heard I just, that name in years. I've never I, been able oh. to find an MMO that doesn't feel like just one big grind which is why I prefer regular RPGs like Skyrim to MMOs. The clo- you know, Guild Wars was kind of like that. It's just when you reach the top level, all it is is just uh, grinding for gear. Yeah. Which, One uh, raise. That's why I like WoW so much. It, like, Endgame was fun. True. And I, I also want to say Guild Wars 2 was fun because it had uh, console-like controls. Like, it was instant. It wasn't like... Uh, you oh, yeah, yeah. Feedback. Yeah. I, yeah. I dug Guild that's Wars 2. That's I put another, in so many hours. Like, oh. Elder Scrolls Online and games like that that I've never liked about MMOs where it's queuing up your attacks as opposed to... Like the hack and slash, the hack and slash, yeah, the action. That's yeah. I get bored yeah. because I'm like, all right, I'm gonna do this. Well, so there's a couple this. that have That's gone that route. Guild Wars too, because uh, Guild Wars did it. They started it, and then there's a couple on Xbox, uh, Black Desert, and uh, oh, I was so. There's hyped. another one. Fuck, I forgot it. Damn it! But they're going that route of like a hack and slash yeah. MMO, which oh, I dig. Uh, a DC Universe MMO. That oh yeah, one also was like that. Yep, um, and, and that's Destiny really is basically like that, even though it's more of a Destiny's shooter. Destiny's not an MMO. They tried, but they fucking they suck. <laughs> <laughs> but th- doesn't that still? Fall no, it qualifies. That qualifies as a looter shooter, for I, sure. I can see that. But I mean, it's still massively multiplayer online. But it's not an RPG. It, it has RPG well, element. It's so half-assed. It's you can call it. It's, I would argue. Yeah, it's more like Borderlands. Yeah, or, it's. They originally called Destiny a shared world shooter. So, which is such a stupid title. Yeah. yeah. But it's no... Because gear only matters when you're doing raids <laughs> and uh, certain PvP events. Yeah. But other than that, it's not... Cause you I, don't feel any different from the dude next to you. Yeah, right. I put in about like 30, 40 hours in Destiny. And yeah, yeah, every class I played with did feel very shooter. Yeah. That was one of the things that was most... Uh, actually, that was probably the only disappointing thing about... Uh, stick of truth when it came out is the fact that every class plays the exact same just yeah. the special attacks are different yeah that's why Which, Fractured Butthole was cool oh such an improvement yeah because all the different classes felt different yeah see and I disagree because like I I like the more streamlined approach in 
uh, fractured but whole, but then I, I, I loved the story more and felt more fulfilled than Stick of Truth. Fair, yeah. I think they're both great games. I'm they just are. saying that the class system is a major improvement and, in sti- in Fractured But Whole over Stick and, of Truth. And also, too, I just want to say, like, in Fractured But Whole, I feel like I was, uh, like, grinding a little more than I was in Stick of Truth. Only because, like, near the end, when you faced off against the uh, the Cthulhu-like creature... Was it Cthulhu? Uh, no, it was Shub Nigaroth. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which they make a big old joke about because it's the racist cops, and... yeah. <laughs> when when you're there trying to take a <laughs> <laughs> moving on, uh, we'll slow that down, buddy. Uh, <laughs> we'll explain. I don't that crap. <laughs> we'll explain it to you when you're older. Tyler. You just pulled me over because I'm an elder guy. <laughs> explain it to you when you're ten. So, <laughs> oh. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> Well, that, I'm gonna have. I'm gonna probably have uh, do brown kids. So that's no problem. <laughs> uh, I think that's what's weird about being brown is like I'm gonna have brown kids regardless. It's gonna be brown with something else. I mean, give it a couple generations, the whole fucking world's just gonna be different shades of brown. Yeah, I figured. And then what are we gonna go after next? Like hair or weight or height? Um, other species on other planets, if we find them. <laughs> Y'all got a sorry on here? <laughs> if we don't, and let's say it's still here, the Earth is still here, which, yeah. But if we don't, what would we start discriminating against? If, the, if we're I mean, there will like still the be religion. Shape? True, true. Or you become the United Atheist Alliance versus the Allied Atheists. God, those were such good episodes. That's oh. why the show was good. That's why like, you didn't go the Simpsons route of, uh, I would run that baby into the ground. <laughs> and then ten years later, we'll revisit that joke in a different way. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, speaking of uh, grinding and looters and shit, did you see the uh, BlizzCon shit yesterday? Mm-hmm. No, I don't really care for Blizzard, so... Well, they did announce uh, Diablo 2 Remastered, which they showed footage of. I, oh, Lathan was that. texting me and about that. And it's coming to consoles. Oh, oh, I, I'll tell you guys the same thing I said to Lathan, is I don't trust anything from Blizzard after the whole Diablo mobile fiasco. Oh, nobody does. Like, they fucking pissed me off after that. Pissed a lot of us off. Never was a big Blizzard fan, so I, I don't know. Yeah, that's fair. I just... I can become a bigger fan of them now as opposed to when I was just playing World of Warcraft because I stopped PC gaming. Yeah. And now they're dipping their toes into consoles more, so I, I like that. Because their I, games are fun, I but they're just they're exclusive to and, PC and, half the time. I'll give you this. Overwatch is fucking great. I don't want to talk about that fucking game. Still haven't played it. Really? Yeah. I'm four years deep, man. Don't, don't do it now. You'll rage. <laughs> I, yeah, I remember playing the beta and then was like, I'm going to get this when it came out. Never did. <laughs> but I still put in like quite a lot of time. As far as class-based teamwork, like it is is a very, very fun game. But I, you have to have a good team. You do. Yeah, because, it's like I said, we're four years in now, almost five, and the community is so fucking toxic and sweaty now. Like Even in quick play, like I play with two people, so I have a three-man squad now. We used to be six of us, but... Everybody like was like fuck this shit. <laughs> they just started doing other games. <laughs> like I'm, that's understandable because we we did comp, we did ranked. Like we were, it, it's sweat central for us. But 
Now, even if you're just doing a regular quick play game, everybody's just like, I'm going to be the next fucking... Uh, uh, I'm look at me. Oh, so yeah. Went, oh, so went down the car Everybody's route. just... Or there's Smurfs, which is... Uh, Smurfs. A Smurf account is like when you uh, have a different Xbox account. Like, your main account is like a max... Like, uh, what's the ranking system? So you got level ones, like, just poning the shit out of people. Oh, yeah. And they're like... They'll purposely... Like, people will grind through the ranks. I think it's... <laughs> Like, the top 500 is the best one. And some people will be top 500 and they're like, I want to shit on kids. So they purposely start doing worse <laughs> until they're at the bottom of the barrel in bronze. And they're like, all right, fuckers. <laughs> and just fucking ruin it for everybody else. Can you, can you like, edit that out? And, like, that's our commercial. It's him. I want to shit on kids. <laughs> oh, when I finally cut the trailer together, I, that, I'm going to go through all 45 episodes for clips. Well, technically, this actually episode so 47 for us, we're coming up on 50. God damn. Wow. Look at us. We're almost a hardened vet. And I was telling Mike earlier, I'm so like happy to be part of this for real. Oh, like, yeah, I man. feel like we've just been doing this This is shit. nice. It this really is. Nice. is. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Like, I was, I don't know, I had a really good week, but then Thursday I was just kind of in a funk, and I was actually getting ready to text both of you That's funny. and be like, uh, we're canceling this week, guys. I just don't have it in me. That's and I was going to cancel on fucking D&D, too. Like, I was just like, I'm not feeling it. I just want to spend my whole weekend in my room. And then Marcelo started texting me, and uh, he was like, yeah, if we do it earlier on Saturday, we can come in in person. I was like, well, there's no way I'm going to cancel it fucking now. Chance to get all three of us in a room together? Fuck yeah. That's and it's what I've been looking forward to the past two days. Exactly the boat I was in. I was actually going to cancel this morning when I woke up. I was like, I don't fucking feel like doing this. And then I was just watching Birdemic, and I was like, this fucking sucks, and we need to talk about it. <laughs> I will get into it after the break, which yeah. is coming up here soon, but yeah. I'll, I, I told Marceau, I made it an hour into that movie before I was like, I can't do it anymore. 15 minutes for me. And then I watched VFW, which I would love to talk about. I recorded... I wanted to see that. I, I recorded 34 notes in about 30 minutes. <laughs> It's literally a note a minute where I was just like, of shit that I See, was finding. What I, the reason I own that movie and the reason I watched it so much is when I would do it, we would get all people together. You'd get like a room of six people or so, have some beers. That is a have food. That group is the session perfect. movie. Yes. yes, yes, like it's, the room. It yeah, is... because you're just making fun of it yes, the whole time. Absolutely. You like that's one movie you cannot just fucking sit still and like this is fucking terrible. <laughs> yeah, because if you're watching it from like a normal human being standpoint, you're like. Oh, when it first came out, I did, because I was like, I gotta see how bad this is. Fucking just, I, I can't talk, like, to anybody about this. <laughs> so this is just all hatred building up for over years. Well, you saw, I'm sure you saw it in the group text where he's trying to make the joke that he's like, yeah, it's a fantastic movie. Oh, yeah, I was like, I'm not gonna feed you troll. <laughs> well, not only that, but I was like, from just, like, of everything I do, you know, I camera work, on-screen work editing everything. I consider myself an editor first and foremost. Sure. Yeah. And just watching that movie, I was like, this oh. hurts me. This <laughs> physically hurts me. I used to fucking edit better in Windows Movie Maker than this fucking piece of shit. And it's just terrible. Alright, let's, the, the, let's the take fucking, the break here. And then we'll shit just, no, One joke so people can know. Just the one lady who comes, who's like Russian, sits the guy oh, down. Oh, the waitress? The waitress. Hi. It's with the hi, yeah. Hi, and it fucking just jars like a fucking five minute edit. Okay. And then just sees him for five seconds. And goes back and you're like, this is shit. Not oh, only that, 
But <laughs> apparently these filmmakers have never heard of getting room tone because right before she says hi and right after she says hi, the audio just drops out completely. <laughs> yes. And then yes. when she's delivering her line, the background noise is just like... <laughs> yes. There's no lighting. It's all natural lighting, like Barry Lyndon. <laughs> Fucking just Kubrick's movie. My poops are more expressive than every actor in this film. <laughs> Sir, well. the, uh, the one girl is cute. Who, uh, the, the lead? The model. She shares the same last name as me. More. Oh, more? Yeah. Model. Fashion model. Fashion. They say that so many times. Or, like, the editing with, like, he gets the big deal, or, or they're, like, everybody's getting, like, we're closing the company, but everybody's getting big, de- big money deals. Yeah, and they show houses. the same... Oh, oh the same yeah, footage over It's here. the same footage, different fucking, like, they went down the line shooting it, and then... Okay, let's yeah, yeah. let's stop here and okay, take a break. Yeah, yeah. Which is second, second half is all burnt. It looks like people just actually put a thought of heart, or not thought of heart, an ounce of heart into the movie. For sure. And it looks so fucking brutal. Yeah. Like they got the same screenwriters in the nineties. <laughs> At least the dialogue is bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that that was uh, that. <laughs> I didn't catch that the first time either. Then I watched it again, so- and I was like, wait, they actually put that in the trailer. <laughs> At least it's not fucking Christopher Lambert playing Raiden this time. Who sounds like James he has a Remar. fucking loogie constantly stuck in his throat. <laughs> I'm the <more> Raiden. <laughs> the only one. Luke, Luke, Alright, so if you could take one character from the original 95 Mortal Kombat movie and replace his voice with Gollum, who would it be? Go. Sindel. Marcelo didn't need to answer that fucking wins Johnny Cage Johnny Cage get over here stupid especially when uh, you broke my shades you broke my shades precious Shoves his hand in a guy's fucking chest. <laughs> Real efforts. <laughs> and really <laughs> Certainly Finish him. It's only about an annihilation. Oh, God. For all the faults of the first movie, it is weirdly a cult classic now. And yeah. I can see why, because it is... It's not bloody by... You know... It's no, not the it's Mortal Kombat childish. we deserve. <laughs> but it's still... It's there. It, it had the yeah. the game. Well, it's a thing that exists. I was so stoked. Yeah. I saw, like... I remember seeing it twice that night because yeah. it was like seven o'clock, and then it was like, "Well, fuck it, I'm gonna go watch it again because it was again. awesome." Yeah, and it's like this is not good. And Annihilation was holy shit. Yeah. As a kid, I loved it, but yeah, growing up, oof. yeah. Let's let's step down from Christopher Lambert and get fucking James Remar, <laughs> whose only other big movie that I can think of was the fucking Warriors back in the seventies, <laughs> which I love that movie. I remember, yeah, great movie. You got me into that movie. That video the game, game was a lot yeah. of fun too. Yep. I never played the video game. It was game. it was a Rockstar game. Surprisingly, it was. it was a lot of fun. My uh, my one friend uh, Alex swears by it. Like he loves the hell out of that game, and I've been wanting to replay it if I can find it. It it, it it's from an era where Rockstar was still kind of finding its feet. Yeah. Like I think San Andreas had come out by that point, but they were still doing like the manhunt games, the bully games. You know, they were still trying different things instead of being a. We do Grand Theft Auto and Red Dead Redemption around here. Yeah. 
What else have they done besides it? They, when's the last time they had like an original thing besides that? Last uh, one I can LA think Noir, of was... I think. Yeah, Ellen Noir. Weren't they just publishers? No, I think they develop everything they publish. I know I Max think. Payne 3 was a fucking banger, though. Oh. <laughs> uh, oh they that did, game is great. They, they only did three, though, right? Yeah, the other Max Payne's were, uh, I can't remember A what company that folded. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Remedy. They did Remedy. Remedy, Remedy did yeah. Control. Control, Ooh. which is yeah. good. I need to finish it, but it's good. Control's fun. I enjoyed it. I don't know what it. the fuck's happening, but I like the gameplay. But you still won't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> don't worry. All right. Enough video game shot. Sorry, I haven't slept since I got off work at 7 o'clock this morning. It is 7.30 a.m. 7.30 in the a.m. right now. Oh, I've been awake for 48 hours. <laughs> oh, no. I get your D&D session should be fun. Oh, yeah, I'm going to be so loopy, but at least I won't be fucking hammered like I normally am. Was it? There's a uh, somebody who wouldn't sleep, a painter. I think it was Salvador Dali who he kept having these little things to keep waking him up because he wanted to be in that quasi-lucid state to be able to paint. Huh. Interesting. That is... Yeah, I should try that with my writing. Yeah, just read. <laughs> you finally handed something like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> There's a circle here. <laughs> is that a drawing of the Yeti from Ski Free? <laughs> And then there's just ten pages of Baba Booey, Baba Booey, Howard Stewart's, <laughs> Howard Stern's penis, Baba Booey, Baba Booey. <laughs> Publish this now. <laughs> Can I say, I fucking loved Howard Stern all the way up until about 2012 to 2014. because Kind of whenever he joined XM is when he started falling off. The first ten years or so were good. Like the first eight years. Because even when Artie left, they still had, like, a few good years after that. And, uh, what was it, Eric the Midget was just one of the funniest goddamn things ever. Because he tries to... There was some guy... Okay, just to tell you guys. There's there's a guy that called in, like, on one day. Said that he used to go to a school that this guy, that Eric the Midget, attended. And he said, like, yeah, it was a mess because they had to put, like, the fucking wheelchair ramp for in for him and everything. And he's the only one that used the elevator in the fucking school. And just kind of fucking around, you know? And then, he, so he had an agent who's uh, the son of a former mob boss. Like, he was, uh, that's his, like, agent and manager. Yeah. And the whole thing was he called him at, like, 2 a.m. because he heard that guy. I tried to fucking put a hit out on him. That's <laughs> fucking hilarious. <laughs> it's the fucking funniest shit. Like, there's the whole thing of he was by himself, and then the fucking... And then he somehow got together with the with uh, this guy's name's Johnny Frotto, and his uh, his dad was, like, a big mob boss in the 80s or so. <laughs> and then they somehow got together, and it was just more... It just got fucking oh, so much better. Like, that... <laughs> oh, there was so much funny shit in there. Speaking of funny shit... Oh, yeah. No, no more delaying than inevitable. Back to Birdemic. <laughs> Yeah. I need to whip out the four pages of notes I took on this fucking movie. I've seen this movie too many times, and I am actually bringing out the... Since you guys are pulling up notes, I'm going to preface this conversation with... I genuinely did try and watch it. Um, But first, (laughs) I tried pulling it up on YouTube, and it wasn't on there. So luckily it was on Amazon. Huh? Tubi. No, it was on Amazon, too. Oh, was it? It was on Prime. So thank you for that. But, uh... I watched um, it on fucking Tubi with commercials. But it Made it up, even longer. I ended up watching, not fully all the way, but I recommend you guys check it out. Uh, Vice apparently did a documentary on the director of this movie like four years ago. And it's fascinating because I, I did 
full-heartedly hate this fucking movie because it's pretentious as shit, and yeah. you kind of get that from this guy, but he's not pretentious because he loves the craft of movie yeah. making. Yeah. Like, he likes it, but he doesn't listen to people. Like, he, <laughs> clearly much. He may like the craft of movie making, but he doesn't understand Like, his it. heart's he, there. It's, it's there. Well, it's because he loves fucking Alfred Hitchcock so much. Yes, yes. And if I recall, the movie he did before this was a riff on some other Hitchcock movie. Yeah, and he's like so. He was very proud of it. Like he was promoting the shit out of this for Sunday. You know what's, like, you know what's nuts? And I learned this in my research today, is one of his movies before that actually had Tippi Hedren, who was in The Birds. Yeah. Oh in no it. shit. Yeah. And this one. She was in this one. Oh, for five minutes, she plays the main character's uh, daughter. Like her, her mom, her mom is uh, Tippi Hedren. No. Yes. No, that's not her. You didn't get to that part. Yes, that's Tippi Hedren. Yeah, the big one. The big lady. That's oh, with the hair? No, the that's not Tippi Hedren. Hair? Yeah. No. Oh, I was thinking of the big lady that's like, I'll bless your heart or whatever the fuck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. And then like 15 minutes. That's Tippi Hedren. <laughs> that's Tippi? Yeah. Holy no, shit. No, Nat's mom is played by a lady named Patsy Van Ettinger. She's in this, if I recall. Oh, wait, you're right, shit. My oh, she, well, she is in it. She plays somebody named Julie McNeil. I don't think I did make it that far. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> probably see, there not. You go. I'm probably thinking of another part then. I could have sworn that that was her mom. Yeah. <laughs> All right! <laughs> and they fucking just wait, and then and then the fucking editing's so bad <laughs> that they fucking wait, get out of the freeze frame position and then fade out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, in real life, you'd be like, the fuck did you do that for? <laughs> you just stood there. Let's see. Should I read my notes in order or just out of order in so, what I think okay, is funniest? So, r- real quick, let me just go over a brief story of this film. Birdemic is essentially a supposed to be a retelling of the movie The Birds from Alfred Hitchcock in a more apocalyptic view, and yet it's supposed to bring in natural things that are happening right now, like, like climate global change, warming, yeah. global warming, oh, uh, shit. a bunch of other things. And that's smart. The thing is, you don't have a guy that's smart behind the camera or fucking in any way. So this, and then here's the thing too. You were saying Sundance. Funny thing is, it never played at Sundance. No, no, no. he just yeah. showed up with a van. Yes, and exactly. was handing out yes. flyers. And he, he documented. Yeah, he fucking put a bunch of shit on his van that said "Bird like Damage." Fake blood and a fake yeah. bird. And they yeah. were showing it at a bar across the street from where they were showing the actual Sundance movies. And like, come everybody, free showing. It's a Bird Damage at seven. <laughs> now, nobody knew what the fuck was going on. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so yeah and then he released this and it was so revered when it came out just terrible that I remember uh, Entertainment Weekly spoke about it uh, it was on like worst of list because yeah. they were just oh yeah like, he even points terrible. out like uh, in the documentary I was watching like it was on the front page of New York Times like at the bottom like Worst movie ever, Birdemic. He's like, come on the front page. (laughs) (laughs) There was bless your heart. (laughs) There was a contest where like third prize got a a Birdemic hanger. (laughs) It almost was a wire hanger with the paper that says Birdemic shock and terror. Oh no! This fucking guy. He's just. He's so. um, I can't think of the word, but he's so lost in his own like self. Very much so. He's very like very self arrogant about everything. Like he knows what he's doing. And he's kind of like uh, the director of Troll 2, Troll 2, who whenever it's brought up, he's like, oh, it's a very good movie. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, good movie, yeah, it's a good movie. <laughs> okay. it's, it's just like, man, they're a piece of shit. Like, you don't know what, you may understand movie making, but you don't know how to fucking do it. Baby's Day Out, that's my favorite movie. That's what they're based off. <laughs> Lucas, great movie. Great movie. <laughs> Talking Baby, you know? Uh, baby's Day Out. Okay. <laughs> 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 baby's Day Out. 
<laughs> I don't even think the crew remember Baby's Day Out. <laughs> I just remember the shitty poster. Isn't he reading the newspaper? Yeah. yeah. And he's in a taxi or some shit. How do you not remember that movie? He's got Joe Mantegna from The Great Godfather Part 3. <laughs> oh, fuck me. Isn't Joe Mantegna a cornerback for... Wait, did you say cornerback or quarterback? Corner. Quarter. No, Joe Montana's a quarterback. No, that was Joe a joke Montana's from the Waterboy. Yeah. Like, isn't that like Joe he... Montana? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> His name's Joe Montana, idiot. If I recall, I think Joe Montana was actually when he played NFL. I gotta look that up. Alright, so sorry, I didn't mean to get off track. <laughs> That's alright. But from the very first frame of this movie, it's just bad filmmaking. Like, the first note I took. The second that there was even an image on the screen was, this Dutch angle in the opening makes me both queasy and unsettled, and I'm almost positive that it was not done intentionally. No. <laughs> because it's like half dashboard, half fucking the road, and it's a weird like, Dutch angle where any reasonable filmmaker would have made sure the camera was level and you barely saw... You mean the shot in the car? Yeah. Which yeah. is like two fucking minutes, man. It is. Of him yeah. just driving. Oh, and those opening fine. credits are a mess. Like, uh, how can you have multiple supporting you... casts in a single <laughs> film? Should I should I bring up the end now or should I wait till we like, get to it later? Because it does tie into this. I don't think this. it fucking matters at this just point. Say so it. here's the thing with the end. The end even follows that shot. Because the end is the birds fly away because they're on the beach and they're just waving like at the fucking birds that are flying away and it's just one whole shot for about five, six minutes and they're just staying there just fucking waving their right hand. <laughs> That's all they fucking did for five, six minutes and there's no sound um, and all it is is just birds like ah, ah, and they're just fucking waving for five, six straight minutes. Art. <laughs> Why do all the air quotes Eagles sound like fucking seagulls in this movie. I I couldn't tell you. I really couldn't. I read somewhere on the comments of the video I was watching that apparently the the busy effects director was using those as like a placement. <laughs> Is there but, uh, Listen, <laughs> the guy who was supposed to be getting paid for the visuals <laughs> apparently was not getting paid, so that was his work. <laughs> that cost ten fucking grand. <laughs> So those were placement holders for what he was actually going to put in, but then he dipped, and so they just had the shitty gif of the eagle doing <laughs> the fucking... That's, that's what you put on, like, an Instagram story, and they're like, we're going to blow it up, and that's what they're going to... Exactly. <laughs> okay, so... And it's, it's in frame. It stays on the frame no matter how shaky the camera gets. <laughs> like, yeah. they, they pasted a sticker onto the fucking camera, and they're like, this is a bird. Oh, 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 and the bird's oh. still just... No, <laughs> no! <laughs> Let me ask you guys this. If you were to both write a screenplay and then direct the film of that screenplay, how would you credit that? Writer and director. Exactly. In this movie, in this movie, it says story and screenplay by said guy. And then <laughs> a full minute and a half later, I counted, it says directed by <laughs> This is how bad it is. And again, I bring it up because we're kind of talking over each other, but multiple supporting casts for a single film. That's how botched these opening credits are. Yes. The, so, if I recall, though, 
Story is if you have somebody that obviously just worked on the general idea. Screenplay has to be if they actually helped write the script or. Uh, it's or, based on the percentage of the screenplay. Yeah. They wrote, uh, because you could get a story by credit if you like wrote a draft and they kept like ten percent of it, and somebody else did all the rewrites, then they but would get is, the written. Isn't by it credit. also story? Because Lucas has like a shit ton of story credits. Uh, well, okay, so I think you also get a story by credit if you do like the treatment for the film. Yeah. Well, again, if I remember we're, correctly. we're discussing something this guy did not. Right, did not do yeah. anything of. Oh God! I mean, technically, he's correct. But at the same time, he's not using the right thing ever. No. Not once. What was this movie shot on? Do we know? Because it's got, like, the exact same grain <laughs> quality as fucking Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original <laughs> one. And yet it's in 2010. It's got to be one of those, like, really low-quality, like, handheld I, ones. It almost makes me feel like he shot it on, like, a mini-DV camera with right. those tiny tapes. Yes, Rice exactly. has less grain than this fucking movie. <laughs> I really felt like fucking, what's his name? But, uh... Ken John from Community, where he's like looking at that paper, like, Ugh. like that's what I felt like watching. Oh yeah, like anytime there's a sign on the screen, you're like, what the fuck is that saying? I, I think it actually was mini DV, if I recall. It has to be. Yeah. Oh god, it looks so bad. It really is. And then they didn't do shit in post except oh, we need to put birds in there. Like they just thought the camera would do everything with color correction. Hey, lighting. <laughs> hey, should, should we level out all the sounds in this? No. Well, we're good. No, it's fine. It's fine. I'm going to backtrack for just a second because I forgot to mention it before we start talking about it, but back to that Vice thing uh, and him promoting the movie in his fucking van. Yeah. Uh, he had the site for the movie <laughs> plastered on a piece of paper that was taped to his fucking van. <laughs> and it was spelled wrong. It was spelled like Bird Emic. Or, like, Bert, he couldn't even fit the full fucking thing on the piece of paper. And the guy filming was like, this dude can't even fucking spell the name of his movie right. I have to see this. <laughs> like, kudos. Uh, one of the things I said to Marcel while we were, we were waiting for you to show up today is, like, the screenplay comes off as written by... Sorry, I thought I was going to sneeze for a second. It comes off as if it was definitely written by somebody who... English is not their native language. No, that is uh, his name is. J uh, He's I from was, Vietnam. I was I know that James Nguyen Nguyen, whatever however that you pronounce that last name. I'm so bad at Vietnamese, but yeah, it, James Nguyen. The NG gets me. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I think I'm it's Win. That's how. Win. Yeah, that's how it's supposed to be. That's the one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it's but, silent. Uh, the NG gets me. The NG. <laughs> James G. Yeah, J James. We'll just James. James the man. The man in the plan. <laughs> Oh, God. Okay, so I'm going to skip to the end of my notes, just because this might be the best thing I wrote about it. Sure. The entire thing is, I would rather watch a Serbian film while a six-foot-six German dominatrix named Brunhild shoves a railroad spike up my urethra. Jesus <laughs> <laughs> <Taste> Christ. <laughs> it's like an antelope eating or an anaconda eating a deer. I'm just saying, that it was preferable to the hour and 15 minutes of this movie I I watched before I tapped out and said, fuck this. I made it 15. Two hours. It's two fucking hours. And doesn't the 40 minute mark it's actually 47 minutes till the bird. Oh, no, yeah. that's till the birds start attacking. There's one scene when they're on their first date where, for whatever reason, in the middle of like not quite Northern California, two tropical parrots are seen flying <laughs> in front of a palm tree. They're green with red heads, and I'm just like, 
Jamaica? <laughs> what? So, so then just you guys are in Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> just to also get the story out of the way for everybody. Uh, it's just about these two people who happen to have their own thing. There's, uh, I can't remember the fucking main guy's name, but he's a guy who does business Rod. stuff. Rod. Rod, thank you. Rod does business <laughs> <it> stuff. <laughs> and he makes the biggest sale of his career, it, don't you yeah, know? Oh, yeah. One million dollars. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> nice. <Yes. laughs> So this fucking guy, he does business shit. You don't know what the sales are or what they're for. And he's like into, he's into solar power, if I recall, because there's a random solar power like ad that's under the disguise of, you need to dress your home with solar because blah, 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 blah. No, it's because that random like dude deal. shows up at his house like, I can install this solar panel for you. $20,000 right there. I just made a big million dollar deal. Well, can you knock off the price? You know what? For you, I'll take a whole grand off. All right, I'm in. Mike is doing that with more enthusiasm than the actors themselves. Uh, that's, no, I did say it before the break. My whole joke about my poops have more personality than these actors. <laughs> Even when we're really fucking good. off with the ham-fisted skits, we're better actors than we oh, really are. God. Like, fucking that was <laughs> One of the things I read about, because the two leads have no chemistry. One of the things no. I read about today is he would not let them socialize when they weren't shooting, like when so they the would shooting just go day on the set, not knowing anything about, and set. they weren't allowed to talk to each wow. other unless they were shooting. Wow! And apparently, there's one part where they were filming on a public bike path, and the director started yelling at passersby because they were interfering with the shoot. <laughs> the female lead, Nikki Moore, I think her name is. Oh, I think it's Whitney Moore. Uh, you, I think you're right about that. She yelled at the director, be like. We, we don't have a permit to be here. They're not doing anything wrong. Stop yelling at them. He didn't speak to her for three weeks while they were shooting this. <laughs> and used the male, the male star as, as an intermediary. No, as an intermediary. Like, anytime he had something to say to her, he'd be like, Al, or whatever your name is, tell her blah, 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 blah. Like some middle wow. school shit. It's, oh, Jesus hell. Christ. So, anyways, you got these two people. One is that. The other one is a woman who's a model. Fashion model. Fashion they say model, it 800 sorry. fucking yeah, times. For fa isn't it like fashion model industry or something? It's just, yeah, it just says fashion model. No. Yeah, and it's the same fucking background as The Office, just with the piece of paper in the background that says fashion industry. I would just love to say in the scene where they meet, and they go their separate ways. She has the line, uh, fuck, where is it? Where, oh yeah, she's like, I'm a fashion model. And then two seconds later, I gotta go. I have an audition for a fashion gig. <laughs> and then in the next scene, her audition for a fashion model gig is at the local one hour photo. <laughs> And she gets the call as she's You're coming up. be on the cover of Victoria's Secret. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! We should have just had his plane on mute in the background while we're fucking doing this so we could... Oh, no, I don't want to look at it. I don't want to think about it. <laughs> I am bummed. This is one movie we really should have just watched together before oh, yeah. doing this. But Agree. Oh, it's yeah. All good. <laughs> There's another one I'll bring up, which is just as bad. Because uh, <laughs> I've watched a lot of shitty movies. But then, okay, so, anyways, they meet up on a blind date... Uh, or no, not a blended. I'm sorry, because he recognized her. He stalks her out of the restaurant. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, can I bring up one thing in the restaurant? Yeah. Horrible scene, by the way. But <laughs> there's an audio thing with her walking. Like you can hear the heels. It's like, 
Uh, but then it just stops as she keeps walking. Oh. <laughs> Dude, the audio, like, for, say what it's you so great. say what you will about how bad those birds look. The audio editing in this movie is it's the so worst yeah, part. Yeah, the, the, the waitress in the first scene, when she goes up, and she's just like, hello! And the guy's just like, oh, I was just wondering if I can... No problem! And she doesn't have a seat or anything, she just fucking... Just, Points to the. It's so weird. The weirdest thing about that interaction between the two is the weird low angle they shoot the waitress at. They shoot it like, as like she's in a position of power or yeah. something. Well, yeah. They shoot it him. in a way where it it's would unnatural. that angle would make more sense if they were shooting a scene yeah. where this waitress is interacting with a child exactly that's scared yes. of adults. <laughs> yes, or like you had two people in the booth and they're just trying to like show you're in a restaurant. Yeah, because or it's, it's like it's them in the booth, like the, it's on the table. Oh, and then after that, she walks by. He very clearly turns around and ogles her. Then yes. it cuts to not him getting out of the booth and walking out the door, but already standing at the door, like waiting for his cue to go out. And then he just pushes the door open. He looks like a dog waiting to be let out to go to the bathroom. Like, <laughs> so, so just. Get everybody going. Uh, so there, I think he like remembers her seventh <coughs> grade. They get dinner, they hook up, and then they go to see an inconvenient truth. And they talk about global warming with their friends. Uh, their friends, uh, if I recall, the friends die or some shit. They after a night of sleeping together, then the the bird apocalypse happens and starts coming and killing people. And the rest of the movie is just about them trying to survive. And they meet up with some weird gun-toting Marine and his girlfriend. <laughs> and you can literally see the orange in the barrel of so, the gun when he's <laughs> firing it. <laughs> did you get to... Okay, so you got to the blind date, right? Yes. Did you happen to listen to the god-awful music they have? Oh, yeah. That's that one of the notes cool. I took. That is, is hilarious. Yeah, go ahead and go with your notes. Whatever you had next. For, the, for a horror movie, this has the most upbeat soundtrack I have ever heard. And that's not a compliment. It's The music's awful, but it's... <laughs> So consistently, but like it's happy and yes. poppy. Sounds. Did you hear the lyrics for that? I did not. It is incest at a family reunion. Wait, beg pardon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no Literally, the movie is just about him, like going to a family reunion, right? And it's just talking about him hooking up. It's like it's like hanging out, it's like hanging out with my family, having ourselves a party, and then like the whole rest of the song is him. Like talking about trying to hook up with somebody there. <laughs> Definitely the sound guy's nephew, who was a failed comedian. Yeah, he's like, no, grandma's in the kitchen doing well, something new. We can't use licensed music, but I know a guy. <laughs> but yeah, it's just like him wanting to fuck his cousins at a family Jesus, reunion. That makes Hands sense down, better. the best line in this whole film is when they're on their first date, they're talking about their jobs. And he's talking about being a salesman. He says, I like sales. It suits my personality. <laughs> what personality, bud? Uh, this poor guy. Like, I, he just can't act. No, I feel bad. Like, and nobody's, like, telling him not to. He's just, oh, man. I mean, she's no Shakespeare either, but, but she's, she's trying. ten times better. And if she had no direction from the fucking director. <laughs> God bless her. Oh, and I love when they're talking about their shared interests. He tells her he likes tennis, yet in the scene before where he's hanging out with his buddy who happens to be dating her best friend, they're playing basketball. 
Filmmaking 101 says <laughs> if your character's going to have a quirk where they like tennis and you have a scene with them exercising, you show them playing tennis. He honestly probably not forgot they shot elementary school <laughs> basketball. Is it, is, it Chek- is it Chekhov's gun is the fucking thing? Where if you have a gun in the scene, use it? Yes. That's exactly it. Fucking have tennis. Use <laughs> Fucking... Okay, so one of the things I was really confused about, and it wasn't until I read more of the backstory, is I saw the copyright on the movies 2010. And the double date scene they come out and they just seen an inconvenient truth. So I was so confused. I was like, that is clearly a chain theater that they were in. That's not some like art house theater. How are they watching a four-year-old documentary at their local <laughs> cineplex? In, in fairness, it could be our local, like our local Elvis cinemas. But or even still, Elvis doesn't carry four-year-old movies. Now they are. Well, now, but we're in the middle of a fucking pandemic. But, like, back then, they used to show random shit all the well, time. Rarely, though. Maybe like, in this uh, universe, uh, fucking uh, Inconvenient Truth we, is a Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah. <laughs> Midnight <laughs> showings. <laughs> Al Gore costumes. Just, <laughs> I mimed the whole movie. The, the real explanation... Oh, we're burning! The real explanation is it took four years for the movie to get made and released. Oh, yeah. It was, like, 06, right? 06. Yeah, 06, and it finally got distributed in we, 2010. We never... never not to bring this up, but Lathan was, uh, his uh, cousin starred in a movie that trauma bought, and then they actually rented Elvis Theater to show it. No shit. Is he yeah. the one you were talking about? You were telling a story where you're like, yeah, I just see my cousin naked for like Yeah, for like <laughs> a good amount the of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lathan, I'm so sorry you had to experience that, For a guy that, so quiet as he is, he's got some fascinating stories. Love that guy. <laughs> it's fucking great. <laughs> Yeah, I forgot to bring it up last time, but I'm sure next time we'll... we'll You know what's amazing? Just because I I went off on a tangent while I was watching this movie, I was like, I genuinely thought, since it was a student film, I thought Cannibal the Musical was made on a smaller budget than this film. And I was just like, how, how is Trey Parker so good that he took less money and made something as good as Cannibal the Musical. Well, Turns out, that movie had a $170,000 budget. Oh, yeah. yeah I did not high. know that. I didn't know it was that fucking high either. Holy <laughs> shit. You know what movie did much more with much less? It's called Primer. And uh, it came out oh six, I think, around that same kind of time. Mm-hmm. It's a sci-fi movie, and it actually has to deal with time traveling. And that looks amazing. The story itself is fucking top-notch. Almost everything about it. And it still is one of those ones where you keep going back to watch it. And I'll it's check leg- that out. legitimately good. Okay, primer. And, I'm yeah. gonna check that out. And it's actually not like ironically good. It's like fuck, it's good. I'm trying to figure out what the fuck's going on. <laughs> yeah. And even when you watch it a few times, you're like, all this makes sense, but I think I don't know well, what the fuck's the going on. Budget or not, it, it's depending on it's who you got helming the ship. Yeah. Trey Parker is clearly a talented motherfucker. Oh, he's a genius. Out the gate. This James guy, James N. Wynn, has no fucking clue what he's doing, even though he thinks he does. <laughs> if I ever meet this man, I'm gonna punch him in the throat. And that's the other thing, like, he didn't go full-on uh, egomaniac and make himself the star of his own movie, which I thought was, okay. Uh, yeah, like that, a death That's a pro something. of this fucking <clears throat> shit show. But the other thing was just the, uh, I get the message, what he was going for. Yeah. Oh, but, but he's such a... Dick about I it. love the ambiguity of the original birds, though. 
I like movies where you don't get an explanation for what the fuck's going on. No, and that's why The Predator's ruined by that forced studio <laughs> scene in the opening. I know. But, like, uh, what is it? One of my favorite movies, Feast. Like, where the, those, they're in the fucking desert. They just start getting torn apart by monsters. Nobody fucking knows what's happening. That's right out of the gate. Great. You know, for, yeah, I mean the first one. The other two are... Or maybe three. I don't know how the fuck... They're, they're garbage. I but. can't believe this movie got a sequel, though. Birdemic did? Yeah. yeah. And it was in 3D. Oh, for fuck's sake. And <laughs> the, I, the only reason I bring it up is to tell this fun anecdote that I read. He tried to crowdfund the third one. Mm-hmm. He was going for either 50000 or $500,000. Probably $500,000. They made all of $500 on their Kickstarter campaign. <laughs> Good. Now... The fact is, they did a sequel A, but made it 3D. That really sounds like they were going the Sharknado route. They, like yeah, they, they were knew what fully they aware, yeah. Because two is like hardly ever talked about. Like it's just like that's what I was gonna bring up. Was just kind of I, I, can we play this or no on the, on the podcast that song? Just so you can hear these fucking lyrics. Fuck it, do it. Okay, before I play this, I just wanted. Oh, to I highly up. doubt that's fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to. Oh, wouldn't that be great if this podcast blew up because this fucking guy <laughs> hears us playing this he's song? Fucking it. I, you know, I'll bring it up after. Like, <laughs> no, no, let's do it. I, I welcome that kind of a legal battle. <laughs> oh no, uh, that. But I was just gonna say uh, the ideas I was gonna talk about, like what constitute the. Um, as much of a good nod to the audience of a wink wink like when we know that they're trying but it's actually fucking hilarious yeah like a bad comedian versus say a shitty movie like this to where you're just like they're trying but fuck they missed the mark so goddamn much yeah but again that's we'll get serious later you said that might happen congratulations we're gonna thanks okay this song So he's hanging out with his family. There's nothing, they just had that good hook and they're like, we have to keep going. Yeah. <laughs> it's coming up. The fact that this is two minutes, <laughs> we're going to have you play it live. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I was like, okay, here it comes. trying to stop these fellas from raping. That had to have been like a local dude and he was like, I'm going to fuck with these people. <laughs> Either that or they reneged on a check for him and he was like, well. Oh, I got your song, James. 
Oh, you know, we okay. Lucretia. <laughs> I do want to see it. I it's really do. It's terrible. I, do. I saw There's the trailer. There's morals in that fucking movie. I literally, I've never watched a trailer open mouth like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure for like 40% of this movie, anytime you see the lead look like down and off to the side of the frame, he's looking at a script. <laughs> and he does it. Yeah. Frequently well, in the movie. Well, I was going to bring it up, like, because, again, I haven't really made it past the first 15 minutes, so I've got very little to work with. But in the beginning scene, uh, you know when he's looking much. over at her, yeah. she looks like she's, like, half chewing, half reading a script. She's like... She probably is. <laughs> like, <it's> huh? <laughs> oh, I, I, uh... Hey, wh- watch <laughs> that. Watch that in the corner. There's is no the spoken script? words between them until they're outside, and it's just weird, awkward cuts between both of them for, like, <laughs> oh, a minute and a half. And another example of the... Awful audio editing in this movie. The scene where they're walking the beach together during that first date, the waves are literally louder when the, they're speaking their dialogue than when it's just a sta- an establishing shot of the waves. Here, okay, here's the thing, too, and this is why this fucking movie is terrible. It's just, this is for people who don't really understand film stuff and don't want to, like, know the behind the scenes. So me. <laughs> so they, they have... They tried to do a multicam setup with a single camera. Yes. What that means yes. is just in TV and movies, they'll usually have about three or four cams, so they have different angles to work with in the same scene. And they can do You're less takes. It. Yeah. So I have one. I, in, in the three things on the table, I have headphones, a phone, and my uh, Bluetooth uh, headphones. Uh, regular headphones that are on the right. So the thing is, instead of going and being able to go from A to B to C, so that way when you're watching it and editing it, you're like, okay... I like this, I'm going to cut to this, and it's all one scene. What they did was they only had one camera, so I'm taking everything off now and we just have a phone on here. What they would do is they would still try and do that, but instead of having those three cameras, you only have one. So all you're doing is essentially refilming the same scene, trying to get the same cadence. Yes. Trying to get everything for that. Yes. But yet refilm the same exact take three times. And you fucking cannot do that. No. No. Because that fucks up editing. That fucks up every single thing in your movie. And for and that gives off a terrible, cheap vibe. Yes. Which is essentially, that is the core of this movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a cheap vibe. Yeah, a cheap vibe. <laughs> And it wants to be an apocalyptic, big yeah. budget movie. He was trying to make and a f- fucking... Uh, I, God, I had an analogy and I just fucking forgot it anyway. Whatever. Well, fucking kamikaze birds make airplane noises when they're crashing. And they explode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not forget that. The eagles fucking and, explode when they hit the ground. And also, I do just want to add, you can do shit with single cam setups. There are plenty of movies that explain why. You just cannot try and film the same shit three times. You have to know how to edit, or you have to watch a shit ton of movies that have nothing but dialogue. Yeah, That's so where you're going to get different takes, and yeah, the job of an editor when doing a single camera setup like that is not to try and make... Not to hope everything sounds the exact same in every take, but find the pieces from each take that flow the best together yeah. yep. to yep. make a cohesive sentence of flow and a tone yeah. to the dialogue that's like, being delivered. Like, there's uh, the movie Steve Jobs that... Uh, Michael Boyle. Fassbender? Yeah. That, oh, that's, that's a, a great, great fucking movie. Yep. So the whole thing was, they have these long-ass takes, and this is why I bring it up. It's just the whole movie is great because it takes place backstage at three different points 
before three different conferences and Steve Jobs. The main one, though, like the bookended one, is right before he unveils the original iPod. I think. Uh yes, yes, because it was just like we we blacked out everything, like even the exit lights, so it's just pure black over here. But uh, anyways, I bring that up because the movie had long ass takes to where it was like ten to fifteen minutes, if I recall. Where, like, these people were trying to remember a shit ton of dialogue for... Which is fucking hard to do. That's yeah. skill to me. Like, yeah, those, yeah. those, like, fucking, that's why I love Tarantino movies, dude. Yeah. Just where people can sit and talk for fucking, you look down yeah. and it's like, it's been 15 fucking yeah, minutes. Yeah, Samuel L. Jackson yeah. <laughs> deliver a fucking 10 minute now, speech yeah. about now, now Bible verses. Take away two cameras and then just, like, you film it once and you're like, all right, everybody, that was good. Let's redo that. <laughs> and then instead of, like, editing the audio track from the one that was actually good, right. you edit the audio track from the ones, right. the ones that were not as good so then it just comes from just like hey I'm over here on A and B every time there's every time there's absolute dead air in that movie I fucking cringe because it's like have you never heard of getting room tone so you always have an undercurrent of exterior sound that sounds normal (laughs) and also ADR ever heard of it motherfucker what the fuck is that (laughs) yeah he did because that's how the fucking waitress spoke when she was just like, thank you. And, and well, never it was matched totally up. ADR. Yeah. And they had her right here at the mic. And then why didn't they... <laughs> Speak up to the camera. And it's right in her face. Thank you. <laughs> so they use it for an indoor shot where it wouldn't be necessary, but they don't use it for scenes like where they're walking on the beach in the middle of a fucking windstorm. <laughs> Appar- one of the things I was reading is apparently for certain scenes like that, there was no crew for that movie, and a lot of the actors were pulling, doing crew duties too. So scenes oh, yeah. where they were doing that, the actors would literally be holding boom mics between their knees to pick up the audio. Yeah. Holy shit! Yeah, it's insane. It really is. That is. That, uh, it sounds like hell. I'm honestly surprised the movie ever got made because yeah. I know honestly. plenty of actors who would not have put up with that and been just and, like, and you like, know what, he, fuck this, I'm out. And they should have known that this guy does not know what he's doing. If like, okay, let's film a sample scene. Or, like, I want to get you guys together to make sure there's some chemistry here, so if I have to get rid of one of you or recast... But nope, can't can't associate outside of work schedule, so uh, can't build any chemistry. (laughs) I want to fuck the female. You stay away from her. (laughs) I don't know why the Vietnamese guy is rushing (laughs) now. (laughs) Please let me fuck, I'm from Vietnam. (laughs) Uh... That movie is a, uh, should be a case study. I'm Um, honestly surprised it's never appeared on uh, Best of the Worst. I was going to bring them up, too, because that last uh, uh, Best of the Worst they did, they brought up a a phrase they used to use, and it's called shooting the rodeo. Yeah. And that is all this movie does. Is shoot the rodeo. They used every ounce of this town they were filming in as fucking backdrop. Yeah, fucking Half Moon Day. (laughs) So here's the thing, too, I was going to bring up for the song. Um, what is it that constitutes this as a shitty thing versus someone who is self-aware and can make it shit? Like, I just watched, uh, well, I got halfway through the Tim Heidecker special. I don't know if you guys, like, know Tim Heidecker. I know Tim and Eric awesome show. Great job, yeah. But he, so he did a whole stand-up special. I don't know if you guys have seen his stand-up. It's fucking awful, but that's the point, is because he's bombing as hard as he can. Well, I thought that was his most recent, uh, stand-up, because I know he, like, Likes to change the shtick for his act every couple years well, or so. What are so they called? They're anti-humor, right? Yes, and they're, they're very anti-jokes. Anti- yeah, yeah, anti. Yeah. Like that. But uh, 
but like this one, this it, was, it fucking killed me within the first five minutes because it's like it's a stand-up special, like a regular kind of Comedy Central, or like you'd see it and you're like, okay, it's a stand-up special because they show him like doing his hair backstage and then he's like, yeah, like ready to get on stage, and as he comes out, fucking knocks the the mic over. I, I've seen that. Clip. Yeah, <laughs> and then he's like, the next five minutes are him. Trying to fucking put the mic together while the fucking background music keeps going on and just playing him on. <laughs> and then he just gets pissed off and walks yeah, off stage. That's funny. Yeah, and he's just like, that turn is. the fucking music off! Turn it off, goddammit! And then he comes back out and then they shut it off finally. He's like, oh, hello, everybody. Welcome to. <laughs> that's funny. That's... Yeah, or him. Uh, him and Tim and Eric actually did the Los Angeles premiere. They hosted it for Birdemic. Yeah, oh, really? That's yeah. awesome. Did they really? <laughs> well, that and like he. <laughs> later, he's just like. Uh, my buddy got a cold. He's like, you ever notice no one gets a hot? <laughs> See what I mean? Like, how is it? God damn it. It's all... How? how like, what What constitutes the difference between, like, you know someone's shit versus they're doing it with such a wink and a nudge, but it's funny. It, and you can say it's self-awareness, but Samurai Cop 2 was not that good. And it was very uh, self-aware. Yeah, like, when these movies do it later because they have such a love for how shitty the original one was, they don't do it well. And it's I, because these movies that become classics for being so bad they're good yeah. are made most of the time by people who fundamenta- fundamentally aren't talented, right. nor do they have the understanding of the craft necessary really to believe do it. that what they are making will change but the film it, industry as a whole. Then it comes out, and those filmmakers realize um, that it's a hit for being terrible. They're like, well, I'm going to recreate that magic. But the yes. problem is, now they're in on the joke, and they don't have the talent to be like, okay, yeah. this is what about that movie yeah. yes. made it bad. And, no, I agree with you there, but but again, what constitutes it for, what constitutes it to where the person who's in on the joke now it's bad, as opposed to maybe stand then, up or something else to where they can do it, but because they're in on the joke, it makes it that much funnier. It would uh, have to come understanding down to of people and yeah. the craft itself. Yeah, because yeah, like you were saying, like, and then there are those like. Uh, what was that fucking movie? Um, uh, I'm trying to think of that fucking... Uh, fuck me. What, Space Cop? <laughs> okay. Yes, Space Cop. Where I heard it was terrible. Oh, I love it that is, movie. It is, but that's the thing. Like I, I, mean, I like, terrible, terrible. That's my... No, no, no. I fucking laugh my ass off. Yeah. The joke's laying Because the, but that's, they're very anti-humor... As well, as and that well. shit works for me. That's yeah. I guess it fundamentally comes down to your audience too. Yeah, like whoever sees the but, movie. Like you were the only, you guys are the only two that I've heard like give praise to it. Well, we're Space also Cop? biased because we're really big fans of Brother. No, and that's yeah. the thing. Like I, I went into that movie fully aware. I wanted to critique it, and there yeah. it was bad. But, yeah. but like I've heard the same from people who praise it and got the joke, but yet they still just were like, yeah, it just wasn't funny. That's fair, because there are a couple jokes good. in there that, after a while, you're like, it is, it's, it was an inside joke to them, and yeah. there was a lot of those, where it's like, it was funny to them, probably, but for us, it's like, oh, what the fuck was happening? Like, with Rich doing the fucking oh, code on his Oh, he's got fridge. a code to his refrigerator. It literally goes like on for, like, two fucking long. minutes of him just <laughs> It's like a number lock, but there's, like, 30 <laughs> numbers on it, and he's just, for like... fucking fridge, and he reaches in and grabs... 
Like, second viewing, I did laugh, but the first time I was like, is this still fucking going? <laughs> like, I don't I guess it just depends on who your audience is and how well you can execute yeah. the what you're doing. It's funny you brought that up. The Mad TV sketch where it's like a, a porn star thing and you have to register your name like a DMV, but for porn star names. <laughs> and they have like Stephanie Weir behind the thing and every time she has to go like type, you just see like <laughs> and she's like fucking waving her hair and then she's like it's available <laughs> that's hilarious I do miss Matt TV I really some of it was really good to go back yeah. to Space Cop for a little bit I think the reason at least in my opinion why Space Cop works yeah. is be again it comes down to a fundamental understanding of film like if you ever watch Half in the Bag or review or best of the worst yeah. these guys have studied the craft and seen so many movies and just have a knack for filmmaking themselves sure. to where if you were to ask them what about that combination code scene, what makes that funny, they could break down to you, well, you see, yeah. you know, it's anti-humor and it's the fact that we are purposely making it go on for a full two minutes to make the audience uncomfortable. We're not trying to make everybody laugh with that joke. We are going for a very specific type of person yes. with that joke. Yes. And that that's another thing, is they're not playing to a general audience. They're playing to, like, only a few people will get this, yeah. but those few people are who we want to get this. Which, again, yeah. I do understand, but, like, again, you guys are the first that I've heard praise it, because everybody else who I've heard even understand red letter media and the jokes they were going for said the same thing of just uh it was too inside at times um it just it trailed off like it didn't do what it was hoping to do like, because it, i th i don't re i don't remember how much money it made but i i'd like to think that was just a movie for them i mean they I yeah that. they distributed it which is i I've, yeah, like i said i've watched the shit out of it i love it but well, from what I know of the history of Red Letter Media is they've actually made a couple films that uh, were picked up and distributed, like, for purely, like, Midwestern cable access programming. Yeah. And, it's Cassie. Yeah, and they'd done a bunch of those. And so when they did Space Cop, they were like, you know what, we're just making this movie for ourselves. If people watch it and like it, awesome. If nobody ever sees it, whatever. We're just making it to say we made it. Yeah. Which is essentially what we do here at Ham Fisted Entertainment. Goddamn right. <laughs> <laughs> I love our sketches, man. I mean, even the few I've been a part of, I just. It's simple shit. It's shit we find funny, and I, I love that. I can't wait to be part of some. Oh, hell yeah, man. Oh, well, we're getting ready to gear up now that spring's right around the fucking corner. Yeah. Though I wouldn't be surprised if it's snowing like it did a couple days ago, well into May this year. Like, I, d I do feel like, at least in Colorado, we're seeing a shift in our seasons. We are. Yeah. We are. And it's kind of scary to think about. It's not snowing now, is it? No, it's not. Thanks for yeah, that. It's going to tonight. I don't want to go into work tomorrow. I, uh, yeah, no, I mean, I can't wait to do some sketches. Uh, I was trying to actually think of some short ones because I... I wanted to do your idea where you're saying just me going crazy after the Oogie Loves, just like five <laughs> hours in. <laughs> yes, I love that idea. I was, well, you know, I'll bring I'll bring that. I, I have a sketch idea I wanted to bounce off you guys, but I don't want to do it on the podcast. Oh, yeah, we can do it off the podcast. Yeah. Sure. 
Um, but everybody that's uh, Birdemic, go watch it. It's a piece of shit on Tubi for free. Make a drinking game out of it, and it's you'll probably fun. die. <laughs> yeah, make it. Take a shot every time a bird makes a noise. Every time you notice a bad edit. <laughs> every time the audio drops out completely. No. <laughs> when your interest wanes, you won't of dead people. <laughs> 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 <an> empty bottle. <laughs> uh. Three podcasters were arrested today after inciting mass suicide. We just told people to make Birdemic a drinking game. You're a monster! How dare you! They knew what they said. My god, this is how we finally beat America. Oh yeah, so because you never finished it, so what happens is they get they somehow come across these kids... Oh, I, I got to that part. Okay. I made it all the way to where they meet the doctor. He was like, those birds are dead. Stay away from here. They're infected. We just want to talk. Talk? Oh, okay. Just follow you off the bridge. <laughs> yeah, after he like, had a gun on him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's like, you get away from me. At the gas station, he gets charged $100 a gallon for gas. Uh, and then the credit card machine works. Uh, and why, why does this exist? And he fucking... It's just so bad. Uh, anyways, they end up on a beach because they're like, let's have a picnic or some shit. Um, and then the birds just fly away, and the ending is just them waving at a empty shot for fucking five minutes, and then in the corner, while the credits are rolling. I think the best, like, this is a bad movie fucking example for the whole thing is that scene where they find the kids... Because it's, like you said, it's supposed to be like an apocalyptic scenario. They find three cars on the shoulder of the highway. Everybody's dead. And through that whole scene, you're just seeing everyday California traffic driving down the highway. Like, nothing's going on. I can't believe everyone's dead. While these two guys are running around shooting at nothing with a fake assault rifle and a fake pistol. And you know just somebody's in their car like, Goddamn meth heads. <laughs> See, and that's kind of why I wish 2 would have been so much better, is because it got recognized at that time. It wasn't huge, but it like got recognized by people who know shit stuff. And I was hoping he would get some sort of ego complex from it and just turn like, into the next worse. ooey bowl. Exactly. He's just it just fucking makes it so much worse. But he, again, he started to get in on the joke. Cause when it first came out, nobody knew if he was in on the joke or not. And that's what was so amazing about it. And I, I got swept up. Don't think he was. No, it wasn't until I think like a couple of years later yeah, that it was agreed. finally kind of explained. Yeah. And see, that's uh, the problem. The dude's so unaware and clearly even no matter how much he loves filmmaking, doesn't understand it. Right. Is now he's in on the joke. And he's like, oh, well, I know exactly what to do to recreate this. And then it just <laughs> makes it painful because you're like, you missed the mark on every front yeah. because you were trying too hard. Yeah. I love your Vietnamese accent. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we were trying to stop the communists when we went there in the 60s. <laughs> <laughs> Look how well that worked. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, does anybody have any final thoughts on Birdemic before we go? Oh, um, fuck it. I, uh, yeah, fuck Birdemic. But what's with the, the, the super horny best friend's Austin Powers chest hair? Like, it kind of looked fake to me. That's how thick it was. I don't know. <laughs> you, you, you got me. They were. I guess they brought him to the Inconvenient Truth. That's all I got. And put hair on it his chest. It grew as he watched it. 
<laughs> also, apparently that guy's idea of sex is weirdly rubbing that Asian chick's belly. He's just like, uh, yeah, yeah, this well, is she's hot. sitting on top of him. It makes well, I don't get it. That kid was that his wife or daughter, if I recall. I don't know. I hope it wasn't his daughter, because that makes things even weirder. Uh, who was it? Dario Argento did that with uh, his daughter. Dario Argento was a weird guy, though. Oh, I agree. No, no doubt about that. He looked. But he was a talented fucking man. So. <laughs> Here and there, tell that to Dracula 3D. I think. Touche, sure. salesman. Touche. <laughs> yeah, he he really went downhill. That's true. All right, we better wrap this up since me and Tyler got to get to boiled steak and D and D. Get some dicks and dicks. Mm. Mm-hmm. Dicks and dogs. So that's what you call it. Get hot dogs. You get dicks and dogs. Yes. Dip and dogs. Wait, where's the dicks part come from? Is that just Our actual pants. dicks? Yeah. Oh, okay. You, you, it's men there, right? Yeah. Okay. Because Bree's not going to be there this week. Oh, well, there you go. It's a, it's a dicks and dogs hot fest. All right. Well, that's uh, where we're gonna end this week's episode. Thank oh, wait, you. Wait, God damn it! Sorry. Uh, don't have time to talk about it, but I said I cut Birdemic in half and watched uh, uh, VFW. Oh, oh we yeah, can spend yeah. a few minutes talking cool. about that. What is VFW? I've been wanting to see. Oh, it. it's a fucking a low budget post apocalyptic movie, but Fred not really post apocalyptic. Huh? Fred Williamson and uh, uh, Stephen Lang. Yeah. Guy who was the badass sergeant in Avatar. It's VFW, so Veterans of Foreign Wars. Yeah, it's literally oh. it's so it's fucking great. I love this fucking movie. Um. It's, yeah, basically these old vets who are in Nam in Korea who have this bar. Stephen Lang owns this bar, which is a VFW bar with a conglomerate of old vets, and they just hang out. But it's during a time where there's an opioid uh, called Hype or something. It's like a drug that hit the streets. It's, it's kind of like Judge Dredd-ish, almost, mm-hmm. where people just crave this shit. Something called <clears throat> Hype sounds more like an amphetamine than an opioid. That's the abbreviation for it. I can't remember what the actual medicinal name. I'm just saying, when you're shooting up or taking Percocets, you don't get hyped. You're just... <laughs> I can't move. I don't want to go like too into detail, because I you guys just need to watch it, but uh, they own this bar, and right across the street is an old movie theater where this guy who was distributing hype is at, and this he kills this girl's sister. She gets pissed off. She steals the rest of the hype this guy has and runs to this bar, and it's just a fucking... It's a tense oh. little, nice little isolated movie, and nice. it's awesome. It I, sounds I like a, it. and it's gory as shit. It sounds like it's in the same vein as that Danny Trejo movie about the old Badass. Hispanic man who fucking Badass. knocked yeah. out a motherfucker on the bus. Yeah. yeah, and they're like, let's make this a two action movie but series. But it's great because yeah, get uh, Danny Glover. Yeah. <laughs> it's, cool. it's great because Stephen Lang produced it too, and he's he's awesome in this movie, and everybody else in this is too. See, the did he say to... unobtainium in the movie? No, he did not. Thank God. <laughs> when I heard that, I was like, oh. Uh, even when it came out, because I was like, I, so Listen, hyped for this movie, let's get unabated. I can do a four-hour oh. podcast and why Avatar is an overrated sack of shit movie. But. Overrated, I agree. Uh, I told that to, like, fucking family when I saw it. They, 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 they looked at me funny, like, you didn't think this was a great film? But, uh, no, I wanted to bring up VFW, too, because um, I heard some allegations that happened on the set so that kind of soured me on actually trying to see oh really it. yeah yeah, yeah. it's like that. Fred Williamson and I think like someone else really some of the crew were like grabbed on and shit I had heard that and I was kind of like oh grabbed on by whomst uh, by Fred Williamson and, oh uh, and I think I don't know if it was Stephen Lang but like some somebody else There's who co-starred no 
I heard. I swear to God, I remember I love like Stephen reading that. Please don't. Read we'll it. have to I, look into that. Yeah. And discuss it more. Because did and you guys then, see uh, uh, that movie where he was a blind guy? Yes. Yeah, house. don't breathe. Yes. Oh, that's a, that great, a great movie. movie. Yeah. I like him as like a horror movie actor. Legit great movie suggestion. If if any of you there have Hoopla, it's free with a library card. But um, Synchronic. Fuck's a library card, sir, <laughs> sir. Free movie. Synchronic. No, uh, Synchronic. Synchronic. Okay. So it kind of reminded me what you're saying. So the whole thing is, it's a movie about these two paramedics who. Uh, as they're going throughout the city, they realize people are overdosing on this designer drug called Synchronic. Mm-hmm. What it is is just people take it and they trip through time. Oh. So they're kind of like stuck in different time periods and they can't move or shit. I remember you telling me about yeah. this. Yeah. So they're they're just kind of like stuck in these different time periods and they're ended up getting killed somehow in those time periods, but their physical bodies here in the regular time. Oh. And what happens is. One of the paramedics' uh, daughter takes it and ODs on it somehow, and she is somehow trapped in some part, and then the other paramedic is actually trying to take it to try and find her. Oh. It is a good movie. Well, I highly recommend it. That's cool. Okay. Highly recommend it. If you don't want to go to Redbox to rent it, all I'm saying is if you have Hoopla, if anybody there has Hoopla, free. With well, a library I'm, card. <laughs> you read a library card. Right, you get a library card, it's free. Right, you, that's how we're going to watch all my A21 shit. Okay? A24, yeah. you mean? It, yes. And A21's the off brand. A21 and A24 shit. Oh, uh, and, not to backtrack. Well, I guess this isn't a backtrack, but did I send you guys the uh, article that said Joaquin Phoenix is going to be in... Um, oh, uh, Ari Aster's, Ari next, Aster's next film. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I'm fucking excited about that. I dug Midsummer. I wasn't huge on Hereditary, but I did dig Midsummer. Oh, see, I, I, uh, between the two, I think Hereditary is the better film. <laughs> did you guys see his short film? It's on YouTube. It's no, but I've heard they're fucking way more disturbing. It's than his hilarious. Features. It's hilarious, but it is sad. <laughs> It, it's called There's Something with the Johnsons. He's got a couple yeah. short films that are actually on YouTube. Yeah. This one's There's Something About the Johnsons, and it's like uh, Son Who Molests His Dad. Yeah. It's hilarious. Ari Aster's a weird guy. Jesus Christ, Marcel. <laughs> I, don't, well, I don't mean to laugh, but it's, it's hilarious. Like, kid's it's supposed to be to, like, really routine. dark humor. Yeah. Ah, okay, okay. He, tell me it's not funny for this, like, <laughs> there's a teenager. <laughs> doing a family photo. And, like, he grabs his dad's ass. <laughs> and the dad is obviously scared. <laughs> oh, how the tables are turned. <laughs> and then later, like, his dad's trying to take a nice bath. And he just, like, fucking burst in like he's just ready to go. Okay. <laughs> like, Homer on The Simpsons. Like, Homer on The Simpsons just, like, you know, like, the party. What's the price we can bet? Like, he just, he bursts right in the door. <laughs> and the mom hears this. And she just turns the TV on. Fucking <laughs> dad. Holy shit. The dad's just getting molested by his son. Hello? You'll have to speak up. I'm wearing a towel. <laughs> Okay. Uh, so yeah. I'm sorry. I I I don't. It's fucking hilarious. Yeah. It's just I'm into dark shit. I'll uh, check it out. I it just was the way they do it. It makes sense. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh, but it's. It honestly makes it that much more better. <laughs> okay, so I, I actually like they're using those tropes of shit you watched like the old like horror movies growing up, but it's with just different characters. And when you see 
when you see this son grab his dad's ass, and the dad's obviously uncomfortable in this family photo. <laughs> but he's too much like, of a puss to say it, nothing yeah, about it. Yeah, pretty much. So, serious question. We've get, we've still got a few minutes before we have to go. Yeah, what's um, up? I might have to dip out a little early. Oh? Uh, yeah, there's a... Long story short, there's an alarm that might be going off. Oh, okay. Uh-oh. So, uh, so why weren't you that sold alarm? on Hereditary? That's just my question, because honestly... Just for uh, me, uh, Hereditary was probably the best horror film I'd seen in years, and it like kind of restored my hope in horror films. Okay, uh, from what I remember, I'm going to watch it soon, so maybe my opinion might change. The problem that I had with Hereditary from me remembering it is just kind of the slow pacing to where everything kind of happens later in the film. It just, it, it kind of fell out of left field. To where it was like, we didn't have enough scares earlier in the movie, so we're going to have them all at the back end. And it just felt like it was overcompensating when it ended. And then when shit started happening that's supposed to be kind of scary, it uh, it's not that it came off goofy, but it just it felt like such a different tone. And I just wasn't like that big a fan. And from the way that they were marketing it, that also kind of set me up for hope that it was going to be something different than what it actually was. Mm. So again, it's it, a bit of the marketing, a bit of I like I really enjoy the movie. I think it's a really good movie. I just don't think it's great. And there are just because there's parts of it and I'm trying to avoid spoilers. Because you can, everybody here in this room's seen it, so yeah, spoilers. No, but if someone hasn't and they want they want to check it out. Well, okay, so we're just gonna put spoilers now. If you yeah. haven't seen Hereditary, you can go ahead and end this podcast. Pretty much. Alright, bye. <laughs> bye. Alright, bye. <laughs> Get out of my fucking podcast. I mean, a lot of the shit was done really well. The drama aspect when like the daughter gets her head cut off. And like it's just the scene on the kid just goes to lay down, and you hear the mom going outside. And oh, the Tony Collette solely carried that. Oh, movie. she's I mean, that, that, the yeah. only, the only weird thing about that like five minute stretch after she finds out the daughter's dead is the weird comedy cut they do from her crying in the bedroom to a hard jump cut to her still wailing like a banshee at the funeral. Yeah, like that—that's the type of cut you normally see in a comedy. One of those where, like, somebody starts screaming, and then it cuts to them in the car, and they're still screaming. Then it cuts oh, to them at right. home, and they're brushing yeah, right, their right, teeth, right, right. and they're still screaming. Yeah. See, and it's just shit like that that kind of took me out of it, to where I was like, eh. Because I, I get that it's supposed to be before the movie starts, like, this family is doomed to this. Before anything ha- before we even start the movie, like, that's kind of the point. Because the grandma to. has yeah. set it up that way through her cult and everything. Exactly. And again, story-wise, I think it's fine. I just feel like it was something with the editing or like just kind of these tonal shifts that just kind of happened. Later. See, that hard cut is the only piece of editing I don't really like in that movie. Uh, as far as the tone, I thought it kept a pretty good... Because uh, it, it's it's dark through and through. Yeah. Uh, the first half, it's dark in what? the sort of a family, dra- family drama way, dealing with the loss of a child yeah. and everything. And then it just, it takes an even darker turn when it gets into the satanic aspect of it. And the reason why I can't give this movie high enough praise is because there's not a single Hollywood jump scare in the movie. Which is, there's no loud music sting to signal to stupid people, hey, be scared here. And make normal people like us jump because it hurts our fucking eardrums. Like, the, the scene I always point out 
is Peter's in bed and the camera's slowly panning across the room. And if you're really not paying attention, you can totally miss Tony Collette just being in the fucking background of that shot. Yeah. I didn't notice her until she started moving. And the fact that there wasn't a music cue there to tell me to jump made me jump that much harder. Because I was like, what the fuck? Oh my God, I didn't see you there. and, and And I agree with that, but it's also just because it felt to me later when you find out all of this shit is kind of like my problem with the new Denzel movie that came out, The Little Things. There's so much given at the end to where if they spaced it out a little more earlier, I could have accepted it. And on top of that, like, I'm not a big fan of movies that end on the climax. Like, it just... You're like, right. The climax right. ended. Oh, there's no falling action yeah, afterwards. exactly. There's no kind of conclusion. You set up this insane world and you set up this huge world, like... That's a valid argument that I've never big, actually thought of before. Yeah, big yeah. implications, and you just it just ends. It was a slow it, burn yeah, with no payoff. All you need is like five more fucking minutes. That's yeah. always my argument. You just need five more minutes to maybe some fallout, maybe like going to jail, some shit like that. You know what I mean? Because like all these people are dead. The fucking mom saw in her head with the guillotine. There's like so much shit, and it's just like all I'm asking for is you, you do so much world building, and you don't have you don't want to take the extra two to three minutes to just end a story in that world. And I hate that so much. Did, you, did you, you dislike that with Midsummer as well? Because I honestly think it works a little bit better with the way Midsummer ends. I prefer it in Midsummer only because she's stuck there. Whereas in her And she seems to be happy exactly. with the fact that she's there. And, I was going to bring up uh, the ending of The Witch, which I loved. The Witch was the same. I felt yeah. the same of just it ended the same? the climax. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love I that ending, it. though. I enjoyed it, but again, like, two to three more minutes. I just, I don't like when they end on these huge, big, climactic scenes, because it feels like a cliffhanger, and then these are always usually single Well, movies. that one I kind of liked, because is the whole time you're like, it was a mind fuck. You're like, is the witch really real? Is it yeah. like it? And then, boom. Turns out there's a cult, and she's like, oh, and like fucking See, you're like, oh. It actually bugged me more in The Witch, because at like with the payment cult and everything, yeah. like I didn't feel like I needed to know more about him, because I, I got it. It's yeah. essentially Rosemary's Baby ending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's Basically. Yeah. Whereas with The Witches, or with The Witch, you see this coven of witches, and you're just like, well, now I want to know about all of them. Yeah. How could you do that to me? Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, maybe, I get that. And maybe that's what I go for, is just like I'm underwhelmed because of that, because I want more. But at the same time, it's like you usually kind of reserve ending on climaxes for mil- for films with twist endings. Yeah, and, and these don't really—they're not. I wouldn't consider them twists. Yeah. yeah, they're just straightforward. I, I mean, Hereditary, and eh, because he is the demon Peyton and that, and you're like, oh, everything made sense at this point. But there's no little two to three minute scene. It was kind of my disappointment with Logan that nobody understands. It's just like it ends, like when the guy's dead, and I get that. But again, you've set up this big world. You set up so many implications that we're not first person point of view to where if this guy dies, the whole fucking world. I is. get that. I I can yeah. get what you're saying for like Wolverine and um, same with Hobo with shotgun. Hereditary, and, yeah. like with Hereditary, you kind of want to and, know more of the implication of like what yeah. does payment coming to Earth mean for it's, everything else? Exactly. What or, does X twenty three's future hold yeah. for her? We know or, she crosses into Canada, whereas, but what then? Whereas with Midsummer, it made sense because the characters thing was she's fucked. She had nothing to really go back to. She was going to go back to college. The whole thing was the boyfriend was just a huge and, dick throughout the whole thing. And a piece of shit, yeah. Exactly. She gets her closure, and, so you're satisfied yeah, with it. and if you rewatch the movie, there's closure in the fact that you already see what's going to happen to her. Yeah. So, I mean, if there's some clues like that, that and, and again, maybe it has needs to be more obvious and not as subtle, 
and I'm going to rewatch Hereditary soon because I'm rewriting Pandora. So I'm 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 going to rewatch it soon. So maybe my mind will change. But it's just I don't like films that end on a climax. It feels too lazy, or it feels too like we're trying to be so anti whatever the popular thing is that we're ending on a high note so people will enjoy this and come out and like, fuck, did you see this? Yeah, they're following that rule of show business, always leave them wanting more. Exactly. Which, that does suck, especially when it's a movie you're really enjoying because then you're like, you could have made it longer. Which, which I'll even forgive if, say, there was something after, like, a comic book or some writing Tie-in media. Yeah, yeah, I'd be fine. Like, even the fucking Devil, the Devil's Inside, where everybody hated it because they had to go to a fucking website. At least they were trying to give an ending on the website. Right. But at the same time, it's like, it, it just, it feels like you're shortening me because you've set up so fucking much already. And you don't... And you take, got me invested in it. That's yeah. the biggest problem. And it's like, so he's the demon Peyton. Like, just have, you know, end it to where the fucking sunrise is on him and he's behind the shot and it's supposed to symbolize a new day and now he's going to be this huge fucking demon. Yeah, like, like fine. this is the first son of a new world yeah. type thing. You don't have to, like, answer any questions or anything like that. It's just end it another two or three minutes after that might have a symbolize of what's going to happen. And I'm I'm okay with it. Otherwise, it just feels like we ran out of money or... Like, we're just I, trying to I go against the grain yeah. of we're your not typical story. We don't have a post credit scene. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, I can't think of a way to properly end this, so we're going to just end it on the high note. Right, and then, right. And then bye-bye. You know what? Those are all valid arguments. They don't bother me as much as they do you, and that's yeah. fine. People, all, people are different. Yeah. Honestly, I think one of the reasons why I'm so hooked on Hereditary is because that opening shot where the camera pushes in on the dollhouse and it turns into the real set of the son's bedroom was just such a masterful piece of editing and yeah. visual effects that I would like when I first saw that you know who did it me first? and my teacher spent 30 minutes searching YouTube trying to find a behind the scenes clip of how they fucking did that because I was like yeah. I don't see where the cut would be or anything like that and we did finally find a video of how like they built that whole thing and they're like well, shit, so they had to literally take, like, a bandsaw and cut a chunk of that miniature off. Yeah. And if you actually pay attention, you can see there's rough edges to those cuts. It's not perfect whatsoever. Yeah. And they were very nervous they were going to break the model when they were doing it. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Who <sighs> did it first? Paddington 2. Not even joking. <laughs> there's actually a scene where they're in prison and they look like miniatures. But the whole thing is, as it's zoomed out to look like they're miniatures and you're kind of a zoomed out scope of the whole side of the prison... You see, like, the actors actually acting in the scene, and they, like, kind of dig their way out. That's awesome. It's fucking, like, Paddington 2, I'm not even joking, visually one of my favorite fucking movies ever. Oh, and damn. It, 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 I did hear it was good. Like, yeah. But, dude, that scene where it's, like, him and his aunt, and they just, they're walking through this, like, book of mm-hmm. London, and, like, there's paper pigeons and shit... That seriously just broke me of like this movie is fucking amazing. <laughs> just like You're visually, check it out. yeah. Just visually, I swear. Visually, the film is colorful. It's like if like Wes Anderson was just a costume designer on a film. Wow. And wasn't and like didn't have a hand in it because that movie I love to death. I'm not even joking here. <laughs> well, we'll definitely check it out. We'll probably review it oh, or at yeah. least talk about it a little bit on this podcast we someday. Should, we really should come April because next we got next three weeks coming up Godfather yeah doing the whole series don't worry I've got them on uh, Prime yeah Saturday all indie DVDs cool Um, yeah we're gonna end it there thank you to our three supporters Hannah 
uh, Josh and Brandon. Yeah, thank you. We love you guys. Your support means the world to us. Well, can I? And, uh, yeah, see you all next week. we got to have uh, more of them on. Oh, definitely. Fuck yeah. Bye, everybody. Bye. It was just...